If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Looking for a steamy new podcast that's not safe for work? Then let me introduce you to Purple Panties. Purple Panties is new erotic fiction, podcast created by New York Times bestselling erotic author Zane, based on her new acclaimed anthology of the same name. On the outside, Maddox, Lauren, and Stephanie go against the grain when it comes to sex. But as relationships shift and physical needs change, can they keep up with the facade? Follow them on their journey as they navigate their professional and personal lives. The sun isn't the only thing hot in Atlanta. (laughs) You can listen to Purple Panties now on Stitcher Premium. For a free month of Stitcher Premium, go to purplepantiespodcast.com and use promo code FRIEND. That's purplepantiespodcast.com. And promo code FRIEND for a free month of Stitcher. Today's episode is also brought to you by Selfish Babe. Selfish Babe is the free self-love app for women that will remind you how amazing you are on the daily. This app sends you affirmations and self-love-related quotes every day. Selfish Babe was created by Olenike Osi, a self-love influencer who wants women everywhere to have relatable self-love right at their fingertips. The Selfish Babe app has its own podcast, private Facebook community, blog, motivational videos, and more to remind you to be selfish and authentic with your self-love. Download Selfish Babe today by going to bit.ly slash Selfish Babe The Friend Zone Podcast or find it for free in the Google Play and Apple App Store. And don't forget to follow them on Instagram at Selfish Babes with an S. That's bit.ly slash Selfish Babe, the Friend Zone podcast. Enjoy. And this week's episode is also brought to you by Bumble. It can be daunting to make new friends as an adult once you're out of school and weed. That's where Bumble BFF (laughs) comes in, the women-first dating app. It's also a friend-finding app, you guys. Download Bumble on iOS or Android and check out BFF Mode within the app. Fill out a profile and let your future besties know what you're all about. To learn more, head to bumble.com slash friendzone. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I'm in the zone. Do nothing. I don't know what's going on. All I know is my side of the story. I can't tell no other story. Now, 
that's the part of the clip that we're going to focus <laughs> on, right? Yes. But as always, the friend zone is a hub for all things for the culture. So we're going to go ahead and finish this video just for nostalgic purposes. Yes. I'm innocent. And mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the day. Pray these are good pimps for a baby for life. Oh <laughs> Are you laughing at her cry? Now, we're all familiar with this story. This is nothing new. This is a clip that you've heard and seen before, (laughs) even if you, too, are legally blind. (laughs) However, I don't think we've ever really given her the spotlight that she deserves as a visionary, okay, in giving us a gem when she said, I only know my story, that's all I can tell. (laughs) Okay? The hashtag for this week is I only know my story. Because sometimes you need to be reminded that all you can do is your best. Okay? All you know is what you have to work with. And you can try to add to that. You can try to make it better. But at the end of the day, you're all you have. You can only do your best in each situation and scenario that you're in, even if that's handcuffs in the back of a cop car. Mm. That being said, you can only own you can only know your story. That's all you know. That's all you can do is your best with your story. You can only tell it how you know it. So you need to have your own POP being held down to. Really simple this week, y'all. I told you I'm not going to waste no time. And with that being said, and most importantly understood, we just got a couple of QTNAs. QTNAs. That's right. Which are questions that need answers and also questions that niggas is asking. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's go. <clears throat> oh, let's do it. Question one. <laughs> and these are this week. Oh, my God. Uh, I can already tell. Will we soon findeth outeth? Oh, Lord. That five-time world champion of talking while snarling, Tierra Marie. <laughs> what? Talking while snarling, because you know she always talking like this. <laughs> so she's the world champion of that. Tierra Marie, the reason that she's had such a smug, detached, and act as if I have a neck attitude <laughs> on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood this season. Okay? Are we going to find out the reason for her attitude thus far? Is because she has finally signed the paperwork to be the new spokesperson for the Harlem Globetrotters and spin around fast at the games like that basketball. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know who you are. (laughs) Question two. After the public release of documents that are showing incessant, round-the-clock text messages, phone calls, and voicemails beginning with uh, this Alice. Will Kim Kardashian's <laughs> next interview be a thorough explanation of what she meant in the also included leak of text messages from her to her mom, Chris, saying that ex-inmate and author of the upcoming book, I'm Red to Go, a memoir, Alice Marie Johnson, quote, gets on her nerves. <laughs> And speaking of jail, question three. (laughs) Will Kodak Black's mom 
be the next person in the family reunion picnic picture. To not pass go and go directly to jail. After it's confirmed that she did, in fact, cause him to choke on his diamond and plaque-covered teeth. After punching Kodak Black in the mouth when she caught him wiping his ass with his bare hands. What? Dustin. I'm glad there are not cameras in here. Y'all know Kodak Black looked like he wiped himself with his bare hands. With that being said, and most importantly understood, it's a Z shit. The Z shit. 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 With that being said, and most importantly understood, I want to welcome everyone to the Friend Zone, which is your weekly look into all things mental health and mental hygiene, and in some cases, physical hygiene. Wash your hands, y'all. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know I don't. Hi, Fran. Hi, Asante. How you guys doing? Looking like I still do, How are your weekends? My weekend was great. Um, I was in Philly with the Reed. Hey. Right. Shout out to everybody in Philly that came out. It was fun. It was so much fun. Um, I actually got to go to a haunted house. Oh, no. See. And you know, I don't do things like that. I definitely don't. Do and see, let me just tell y'all something. They smart, right? Because there's two options. <laughs> Stripping or lose. No, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you get the one where you can be touched and you wear like a little red... Um, like low stick thing around your neck and you could do the one where you don't get touched by the actors and things and that's the one I chose well what other things would be touching well yeah, with what the props or whatever like tackle you so like some of the things like that jumped out okay first of all the haunted house was creepy as fuck right so some of the actors would appear as ghosts some of them would run out of little crevices and shit some of them were locked up in cages acting like they were like sick inmates and they would like walk down chasing you and taunting you mm. so they got up in Alex's face and they was like yeah 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 you think life is sweet and they was following her so I was hiding my Chanel I was like oh we can keep moving they're not looking at us keep going cause it was a haunted house for real and it was terrifying but then there was niggas was still great. trying to jump out at you it was great it was terrifying as fuck but I had a good ass time I must say I screamed several Times. Did anybody pee a little? I did not pee a little. Maybe somebody else did. And at the very end, all the zombies and stuff did a dance break in the courtyard. I'm gonna show you after the show. They was dancing to level up. And then... Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not okay, you're gonna say thriller? Not no, fucking no they was up. dancing to level up, and then it turned into a medley of some other shit. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess the zombies and shit gotta let loose too. They knew to put Jeez. that shit at the end. <laughs> but yeah, people be exactly. walked out of haunted house. You see the monsters dancing and doing doing an eight count. Happening. Yeah, if you don't get in there and scare some. Somebody. <laughs> right. Oh, spooked. I, I ain't come ass here ass for this. I look you want to go to one. Yes, it was fun. I actually suggested for this one. season. I'm down. Right. Yeah. But how were your weekends? Dustin. My weekend was great. I too went to a haunted house here in New yeah. York City called Blood Manor. Are you being serious? Mm-hmm. It's right downtown what? on um, so Broadway and like Franklin. Yeah. How was you know, it? Yes, it was good. We have retreats we can't go to. <laughs> I know, right? I done got mad. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It was good, though. Um, same thing as Asante, a bunch of, you know, weird-looking people jumping out at you. So it kind of, I didn't know if I was at a haunted house or a Trump rally. But, Ooh. you know, everything was cool. Um, we went through, it got really scary, um, but the monsters were funny. And ultimately, you know, nothing can really happen to you. So you kind of, like, talk back to the monsters and 
you know, it's just fun. I think it's just the anticipation of something being about to happen. Like, you know that. Right. And that's what makes you, like, jumpy. And that's the fun part, so. Did you make all the monsters laugh? I did. I know you did. there was, like, a strip club in the one here. I guess I shouldn't <laughs> say that if anybody's what? listening. So, whatever. If anybody in New York is listening, this is a spoiler for Blood Manor, which probably doesn't even matter because nobody's going. But Were they like dead strippers? Yeah. It was wow. like a, um, at one moment you walk into this room and they give you 3D glasses and there's like strippers, like zombie like strippers like moving around in like a, a room full of like black light you know, paint or whatever and shit wow. like that. <laughs> yeah, and it was hilarious. So I went in and I always get excited when I see people dancing to music, especially when they're like hunching and grinding. So I started, you know, I got excited and started dancing with the people and they were laughing at that. <laughs> so it was a good time though. All these dance breaks. What about you, friend? How was your weekend? My weekend was amazing. Mm-hmm. Is I that see- why you have this tan? I you see. see. Okay. Me. Okay. Black, black friend back again. I know. Um, I spent it in Santiago, Dominican Republic. Ooh. I was there for my wellness retreat, and it was incredible, yes. you guys. I feel so proud yeah. of myself, my team, the ladies who were there. Something about the DR stop that the women just really bond in such a beautiful way. So I was happy that for the third year in a row, we did wow. the damn thing. Wow. And um, by the end of it, we were all like just super moved by how lovely time can be when even with strangers you know like we laughed so hard literally we laughed the whole time cried shared stories really intimate details about each other's lives then we celebrated the last night by going to the beach yes where we jumped on a bunch of like you know the banana the yes. donuts and we're falling off and pushing each other and like <laughs> it just i felt young and silly and goofy we all had our little crushes well y'all was looking good i saw y'all on like i think it was a paddle boat yeah. Um, yeah, everybody had like really pretty hair and y'all was glistening <laughs> and gleaming i was like oh, that was my whole team yeah we kept yeah. doing teamwork stuff like if anyone was scared of any of them, we'd be like, well, we all have to do it. <laughs> you know, like the trust games yep. where you used to work in the offices. Yeah, um, fall so backwards sweet. on me. I can't stand Sally. You think I'm going to fall on her? <laughs> so she can let me fall because I know I'm going to let her head hit the ground. <laughs> but it was beautiful. I just want to shout out really quickly the women who were there. Sabria, Aaron, Thais, Tamika, Keji, Maya, Ingrid, Jillian, Autumn, and Aaliyah. I love you. You're forever in my heart. Um, it means the world to me that you would trust me enough to come to the tour in Dominican Republic and spend time with me, a stranger, for the whole weekend, really the whole week, because they got there earlier in the week, and trust me with your life stories, with your heart, with your company, with what you were eating, where you were sleeping, like, that's big, and I don't take that for granted at all, so I love you all, shout out to my team, Jelly, Haas and Jera, they're like a garden. Anything we think of blossoms and works every time. So I'm proud to be part of all of that. And the next stop is Sedona, Arizona, mm. which I'm very excited about. Y'all going to set somebody's clothes on fire like she did in Waiting to Exhale? <laughs> <laughs> last time I yes. seen Sedona, Arizona. Okay. You know that movie made me want to live there. Oh, yeah. Backdrops, you know, outside of all the stuff that was happening. But yeah, the backdrops right. are really beautiful. He's a good man, Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> She's in a bad situation. <laughs> what about... Oh, wait. You guys already said your thing. <laughs> Y'all left right. me for last. But I do want to shout out two things, actually. 
Two things. The first one <laughs> being that we will be in Birmingham, Alabama. That's right. The friend zone is going to be with McDonald's, and we're partnering with the HBC Union for the tailgate scene. It's going to be the Magic City Classic, and that's Saturday, October 27th. The tailgate is going to be from 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., and we will be there around 1 p.m. Yes, we'll be so there. So let's celebrate like one big HBCU fam. I'm so ready for this. It's going to be so exciting. We have tons of special guests. <sighs> I just can't wait. Magic City Classic is going down. Yes, I love being down south. And then my second announcement is that I will be on November 14th. I will be the guest for Hey. You hear me? Hey, friend. Hey. <laughs> Jessica Lee's, because we have the same name. I'm confusing myself. <laughs> Jessica Lee and her husband have an amazing podcast by the name of Last Name Basis. Yes. They're having a live show. I've never seen them yes. live. Have you guys caught them live? No, this will be my first time catching yep. them too. So exciting. I've always been out of town. Unfortunately, that's what happens when we're all super busy. Right. We don't get to catch each other's shows and things like that. But I will be there because I'll like I said, I'll be the guest. Now, I don't know if this is Brick Radio. I don't want to, like, call it that if that's not how they say it. But mm-hmm. it's B-R-I-C Radio mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, 7 p.m. at the B-R-I-C House. It says, with Hey Friend, Hey. And it's actually a free show. It's lit. And you can get free tickets at B-R-I-C-A-R-T-S media.org. That's B-R-I-C-A-R-T-S media.org. Remember, that's November 14th at 7 p.m. at the BRIC house. Hopefully, we'll see you guys there. And, of course, I'll remind you closer to the date. That's Free right. show. Shout out to Cheska Lee. Yeah, Shout out to Cheska Lee yes. and Patrick. That's going to be super fun. It's going to be a family affair. Yes, right? it is. See you guys there. Now, you ready to jump into the show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I think we got to delve into these little Twitter streets really quick. Oh, oh. Um, well, we got oh. We got a little recap. something. That's right. <laughs> just want to jump into the recap with my kneecaps really, really quick because, um, well, when it's my turn, well, I just no, have go a ahead contribution. And start it off. Okay, well, I we, just we moving into the recaps anyway. So now that we're in the recaps, that's thing. We're going ahead and get it started for the people. <laughs> I just okay. So today's Twitter streets that I'm going to talk about actually comes from myself. <laughs> oh, that's why he wanted to right. <laughs> I mean, and I ain't never been one to, you know, oh really talk God. about <laughs> things that go on. And, you know, in my Twitter account, I feel like Twitter is Twitter. And I kind of let the friend zone be the friend zone. And there the two shall meet. But today, <laughs> something happened. And it's just on my, on my, I, I, I just got to talk about it, right? So earlier today, I'm on, uh, I'm in Soho at the Houston Street stop on the one train on the NYC subway, mm. the MTA. I'm waiting for the train. It's a downtown bound train. It says nine minutes is the wait, right? Ooh. So I'm like, okay, I have the nine minutes. You know what I mean? Do I want to wait nine minutes? No, but that's how long it takes. So I'm just going to have no choice but to stand here and wait. I'm standing there waiting on the one train platform, right? Wait the nine minutes, watch a little YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I'm making it. So... Here comes the train, you know. Actually, it said there were two minutes left, and then it turned to the orange text, so it looked like it was actually coming in early. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I finally got a little something back. It's coming in a minute, two minutes early or whatever, right? Train rolls into the station. One train. It's getting down, and, you know, I was standing, like, towards the, um, 
the middle of the train station. So once it passed me, you know, I was like, once it whizzes past me, it's naturally going to start slowing down, right? Train keeps on going, just no. rolling, right? Rolling, rolling. I noticed that the speed is not decreasing. Oh. So then I realized that the goddamn train is just rolling through the station. Right. Full of people. We've waited nine minutes on the platform for this train to come, right? So now I'm pissed because I didn't even want to wait nine minutes in the first place, right. but I didn't have a choice. You know, I'm like, let me just go ahead and be patient and do this. It's nine minutes. And so, um, like I said, the train whizzes by. The next train was coming four minutes later. And so I was a little upset. So I did what anybody would do. You know, I I took to my Twitter page, right? (laughs) So um, I sent a tweet out to um, the Twitter account at NYCT Subway, which is the New York City Transportation Subway, and at MTA, which is the... MTA here. Mm -hmm. And I told them, hey, NYCT Subway and MTA, care to explain why the train that I've been waiting nine gluten-free minutes for just (laughs) rolled right into the station and right through it without stopping, without warning. May all of your toenails become ingrown. Now, (laughs) that was just me venting. That was my way. Because there's literally nobody you can vent to about the train fucking up. Like, you can't have any access to anybody in the moment when things happen. There's no attendants that, like, monitor or patrol the cars or anything like that. So this happens. I send this tweet out, right? They respond to me. Oh. Okay? And they say, hello, which train line are you referring to? What is your station location? Right? So I'm already irritated that they responded to me because I know based on, like, prior experience and stuff, nothing's going to come of any of this, right? And I didn't even send that tweet out to, like, have any action behind it. I just was venting, and I I added them because I'm real about my shit. (laughs) So, okay, so they sent me that. So I told them the one train, downtown bound, Houston Street. And I added a gif of Omar Epps rolling his eyes (laughs) uh, from side to side because I was angry and they needed to know. They respond to me, okay, again, and they say, were you able to note one of the car numbers of the train (laughs) that bypassed? We'll need that to find out the cause. (laughs) Like, who jots that down? Friend, I responded. I responded to them. I said, do you document moving subway car numbers (laughs) as they roll by you? This is the shit I'm talking about right here, the disrespect. That's why people pee all over y'all stuff, (laughs) NYCT Subway and MTA. Now, why do I even, why would they ask me? I'm already clearly frustrated, clearly having an issue with them. Wouldn't have sent the tweet out in the first place if I didn't mean that. And they respond asking me a stupid-ass question. How can I even physically, I'm not a shutter lens. My eyes ain't the noise you used to hear on Sando when the scheme... (laughs) When the scene switched, I can't capture that. You know what I'm saying? And I don't have time to pull my iPhone out and get it because I'm anticipating what I'm going to tweet. Your punk asses on the way down after I finally get on the train. I could not believe they asked me that. I was so frustrated, and that was the end. They didn't respond to me anymore. They shouldn't have responded in the first place. If they were, I feel like they trolled me because I trolled them. <laughs> Damn. And now we both just sitting here mad looking at each other. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they hit you back about your toenails. No. (laughs) 
Right. They send me a picture. They feel like, actually, motherfucker, we doing just fine over here with living my best life playing in the background. Okay. But no, they send me that bullshit. So this week in the Twitter streets, that's them. Everybody feel free to let the NYC T subway oh, no. and the MTA know oh, no. that they just need to tighten up. No, they should And be. not to make you pull your wig in a rubber band. They should be put on notice. You know what that reminds me of? Do you remember years ago when Fury worked in the call center and mm. he was complaining about something? Mm-hmm. Had them he call t- up he there. gave the number yeah. out. <laughs> and people called. <laughs> and everybody called the yeah. call center. Like, seriously, people need to be uh. held accountable. And like I said, it ain't nobody to cuss at. It's nobody to yell at. Nobody to roll your eyes at or give the cold shoulder when you're on them trains. You have to just take it. And I'm sick of it. I'm tired of stopping in the tubes. We can't go nowhere. Mm -hmm. It's filthy. It's um, debris and people rolling around on the floor. I can't take it no more. So, like, NYCT Subway, this is what you get. Everybody let them know that it's time for a change. It's time to start a riot. (laughs) You ready? All right. Yeah, y'all got these motherfuckers in here with this stop and frisk bullshit. <laughs> what else do you guys want to talk about? Well, so on last week's episode <laughs> entitled The Foreign Exchange, we got into, it was sort of an off-the-cuff episode. It but was. we fell into 90 Day Fiance. Shout out Ooh. to Crystal and Jade for putting right. me on. And from that combo, we started talking about love affairs, international love affairs. And as always, you guys had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante? I want to give a shout out to Lamar and the emails. The subject is The Foreigner Got Me. What Lamar say? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> the last name is even blacker. But Y'all already that. don't believe this nigga. Everybody, like, I bet you a whole bunch of the, the our listeners is like, <laughs> right, well, look, he said Lamar. I'm mad you said it like that because look. <laughs> First, let me say, I don't watch 90 Day Fiance. And just from listening to this episode, I am a little triggered. Mm. My first long-term relationship of four years was with a foreigner who was Eastern European. I very often thought... I very often thought (laughs) this is moving way too fast. Is he using me for room and board? Considering I'm I'm well-established and own my own home. There were multiple signs throughout our relationship I ignored as cultural differences. After our very weird breakup and numerous therapy sessions, I still question to this day, did he use me? The only thing is, he already had a green card from a lottery he won in his country. When asked would I date another foreigner, yes, I would with high caution, and believe me, this time I'm prepared. (laughs) I thought that that was very interesting, a very interesting take on a lot of things, because 90 Day Fiance, like, there are a lot of weird signs on that show, and it almost makes, like... It's like, why Why do these people want to do this? Like, what are they looking for? Because it's not, like, an obvious, like, romantic story, like a love story. So it kind of makes people wonder in certain situations if they're dealing with somebody that wants to get a green card. Like, is this supposed to be, like, a romantic thing or, like, a people figuring out how we get along for the rest of our lives thing? And I think people kind of don't realize where those two marry, especially if it's that type of situation. That's why you just go after the black card. what did you find in them soundcloud streets friend so s dimes 84 said six month option because i already done it i hit it off with this guy on the first date we made it official the next day fell deep in love then we found out he had cancer six months into it instead of thinking we would lose each other we made the best out of the next six the next nine months he did live, and it was the best love I ever had, which low-key messed it up for others because they have a lot to live up to, and my standards were already high thanks to the lovely men that raised me. Luckily, I run into great guys more often than not. Amen. Man. Oh, my God. Amen. Right? Woo. 
tearjerker ass comment. Right. Oh, and also you guys were asking me if I'm the one who wrote into the read about the Cuban love affair. You guys, I'm not what? writing into the read. Apparently, the read had read. Um, uh, uh, asking for a fr- uh, not they don't call it that what they call it listener <laughs> letter listener letter section where uh, someone wrote in about a Cuban lover and people were like Fran that was you <laughs> I was like I definitely didn't write into the read <laughs> if I wanted to ask for your crystal I would have just text them <laughs> I guess they think you the only dancing emoji that the <laughs> only da- red dress dancing emoji that's flirting with men in Cuba <laughs> 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 Don't that red dress dancing emoji look like she in Cuba? <laughs> she does. Havana. Yeah, Havana night. Um, <laughs> so, that, <laughs> so that was that from SoundCloud, and Dustin already dipped into the Twitter street. Which means that we can jump into this week's episode, which Dustin is actually taking control of. That's right, like control. Janet, damn it. So, what you got for us this control. week? All right, so. Um, I had a conversation this week with somebody that was really um, interesting, and I just felt like it would make great conversation for us, so I decided to bring it here to this forum. Let's do it. And not the place in L.A. Anyway, (laughs) so I was speaking with a friend of mine. She's a young lady, okay? Um, And she works in... She's an artist, okay? In a way. She's an artist. And so she was talking about how she's on the verge of... Needing, there's this transition going on at her job, and in a couple of months, she's gonna have to make some choices and figure out what she's gonna do next. Mm-hmm. So, the pressure's kind of on when it comes to getting the next opportunity, and she's been really like incessantly pursuing of you know her next gig. I'm being a supportive friend, talking to her like, Yo, you got all these great things going on, there's so many dope things about you. You can use this to your advantage, you can use that to your advantage, you know, you're great at this and that, whatever. So um, about two or three days later, um, she had some stuff going on um, coming up after that conversation that we had. So about two or three days later, we saw each other again and we, you know, caught right back up where we we picked right back up rather where we left off. And so she was telling me how um, her meeting basically had gone amazing. You know, she had been invited back for another conversation already that went amazing, too. And now she was waiting on like the next steps. I'm like, I told you so. I knew you had it in you. You know what I mean? Just really being supportive of her. So this is a person who I have a really, really good, excuse me, I have a really, really good rapport with. We have a great relationship. Never had any issues, anything like that. Like, it's just all good things. Um, And so when I was giving her those well wishes, um, and she's privy to, I share um, things with her that I do and, you know, goals that I have and things that I go after. So after she says that, after I, you know, encourage her, she looks at me and she says, rub rub on me because you're lucky. You say you want things and they happen. You're so lucky the way things happen for you. Rub on me so I can get some of your good luck. And you guys, I got offended. I got fucking offended, okay? And I'm going to tell you why I got offended. Because in that moment, I felt like she was minimizing, right, like what I've done to make certain things happen and I don't feel like I'm lucky I feel like and I know that I've worked really hard and been strategic to even get some kind of momentum or traction going or whatever now the funny thing about this moment in this conversation for me was like I knew that she did not intend to be offensive to me Mm -hmm. right she was actually being she was complimenting me 
okay? But I took it as offensive because for me, it's been hard to get things accomplished sometimes, and I've had to really be consistent. I've had to really try to like work on improving myself or defining certain skills or doing things to make sure that I start to see traction and start to get work done, start to get certain looks, whatever. And I know what the hard work was that it took to get those things. And I know she wasn't saying I don't work hard, but her equating um, me accomplishing certain things with me being lucky pissed Mm -hmm. me off. And Instead of getting upset with her, I kind of got upset with myself because I know she didn't mean that. So I'm like, why am I even being affected by this like that when I know this girl didn't mean it that way? So I didn't say anything to her about it. Like we just, I, I'd run ahead and like, you know, rubbed her shoulders and I started making her do like the bank head bounce, make her shoulders go upside <laughs> down, up and down. So she was laughing and that made me laugh. So I was okay. Right. Um, but then I sat and I thought about it. I was looking like that um, gif where the uh, that girl is getting up out the bed like... right I started thinking about it because I'm like what the fuck why did that make me why did that offend me and I guess because like I said I felt like her calling me lucky implied that things just happened you know for me or whatever and that there was no effort made behind it and I'm like why do I need to why do I want people to understand that it was a process or that it was work involved or an effort involved on my behalf Instead of people just, I guess, acknowledging things as they wish and celebrating my successes or anyone's success, rather, just at face value. You know, why do they even are they even obligated to recognize, you know, the process behind things or whatever? So I thought you guys thoughts on that would be kind of interesting. And I actually took it upon myself to channel none other than Hey Friend, Hey. Oh. Oh, and I did oh, a little research, okay? okay. Oh, snap. There is, <laughs> there was in, so I, I, after doing some more thinking, I just identified it as like validation, right? I mm-hmm. wanted to be validated in my efforts. So I was like, but it's not, it's me needing validation from an external source. So I just Googled external validation, believe it or not. And I got this link to this article on psychology today. Hey, my favorite site. Which I knew. See, so I was like, (laughs) I'm on the right path. This is it. This is it. So, cause we was just going to talk shit this week. Right. Okay. But I was like, no, we need to talk about this. Cause I need to unpack this shit. Oh, I love Like some luggage. Come on, um, Yeah, so it was written by um, Elizabeth R. Thornton from The Objective Leader. And the article is called, Do You Have an External Validation Mental Model? Right? Mm-hmm. She said that mental models are our, deep, our deep-rooted ideas and beliefs about the way the world works and how things ought to be. The mind forms patterns or models that define our sense of reality that lead us to expect certain results that give meaning to events and that predispose us to behave in certain ways. We think and act through our mental models. These models can help keep us trapped in old ways of thinking Mm. and acting that often run contrary to our conscious objectives and cause us to get in our own way. Mm. I'm like, is she cussing me out or am I reading what she wrote? She's coming from my petty. <laughs> right. My little petty monster. I'm like, Ugh. So then she said, um, she said that since 2010, she had been conducting research to determine the role that mental models play in management, leadership, and decision making. And from that, she, she felt that there were several common mental models, external validation being one of them. Okay, and she said that an example of external validation would be 
someone saying and feeling that they need others to like me and think that I'm smart. Mm. And that just struck a chord with me because I know that I don't want to be perceived as less than smart. Damn sure not dumb. Right. I think that I would, like, be Cardi B and take off my Nike if somebody <laughs> was like, Dustin, you dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would just, that would take me there. So I just, no, no, I wanted to talk to you guys about that. Do you feel, how do you feel about people understanding and acknowledging, like, the work that you put in would you feel minimized if someone, I guess, equated like your work as you being lucky and getting a bunch of lucky moments? You know what I mean? Do you understand why my taint got a little hot when she said that to me? Okay. I had a taint twitch. I was like, ooh, let me stand still so don't nobody notice. Yeah. I mean, I can, I guess I can see, I can understand, I should say, why that made you feel away oh god anytime i say feel away feel away i'm not listening I hate how the brain works. instant it's <laughs> all i thought too sorry because we all want people to understand like i busted my butt for yeah. every little morsel of everything i have like there's but there is a bit of luck involved you think so you know and so to me when someone tells me i'm lucky I don't really view it as like an insult. Mm -hmm. I kind of, because I know that everything that I've gotten um, or how far I've gotten has a lot to do with work, but a little bit to do with like miraculous so you think timing. So, yeah, yeah. Like I have a story just to show you how life works. So Samuel L. Jackson. You know Samuel fucking Jackson? I don't know him, but I know his daughter. Shout oh, okay. out to Zoe. Yes. <laughs> but let me tell you how life works, which is why I'm saying some things are miracle-based. Mm -hmm. So when he started blowing up, he had to leave New York. And his daughter, his whole family, she went to this school called Manhattan Country School. It was a really nice private school. Um, at the time she was attending, I was in public school. <laughs> doing really well. I was always excelling in math and um, science. I was one of those kids that would get like 98 on the standardized test back yes. in the day. So my teacher was like, you know, she's special. He didn't want me to get lost in the sauce and the system. So he was telling my mom, you got to put this kid in private school. And my mom was like, how do we do that? You know, like we're in the yeah. PJs. Yeah. Public school is just right there. It's local. It's free. Um, and he was like, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to help you guys. Long story short, I get an interview that he finesses, thankful for him forever. Shout out to Mr. Crespo. And when I go to the school, they're saying that there's a child who's moving to California. Wow. <laughs> and based on, at the time I didn't know this, but Samuel L. Jackson deciding to move to pursue his career as an actor further... And doing Pulp Fiction and all those movies, he took his daughter out. And him pursuing his dream allowed me to have a spot in that school the, that's next semester and start and completely change the trajectory of my life. Wow. You know what I mean? So not only did you get the nourishment of that experience of going to this great school that en enriched you, we also got to learn how to yell and cuss at people because Samuel <laughs> Jackson kept making good movies. Okay. Yes. But you see how life works? Mm -hmm. Like the timing of that, you cannot say that that's not miraculous. You can't. It's something, it's right? It's divine, you know? Mm -hmm. And so 
you know, yes, I worked hard in public school for my teacher to even notice me and me be able to get this interview in the first place. But it was also a bit of miraculousness that allowed the timing to be so perfect where at the time I needed to get into that school is the time that Samuel L. decided to pursue his acting career mm. further. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm like, mm, mm, mm. there's a bit of hard work, but there's also just that little bit of luck. And I think it's it's an awesome mixture that we kind of can't shy away from. Like a lot of the opportunities you've gotten have been because people see how funny you are, how, you know, you're so witty and quick with it. But it's also who you know. Mm. You know what I mean? You've also gotten opportunities based on just knowing the right people, being at the right places at the right times, mm-hmm. you know? A lot of this industry, and we have to be honest, it is who you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a big, are you well-liked? Are you popular? I mean, it's sad that that's a lot of why people get chosen for certain things over merit or talent. And it's really your connections. But I, I, I agree, and I also can see it being a little bit of like not always that because in some arenas people just get noticed at the randomest of places and they're not industry at all and I, I say that because I see why you would get upset by that but I like I'm on both sides too because I think about back when I worked at CPK mm-hmm. and I was in mm-hmm. the front just hosting and a dude cam- comes in there delivering a fucking cake for a kid's birthday party and in my mind I'm thinking like I don't care like the server's got to deal with this shit but because I'm me, you know, giving good-ass customer service because I'm at work, the dude takes notes to me. We having a conversation and kicking it. He's fucking director of operations at Universal Music Group. Oh, offers shit. me an internship. What? I go into the internship and get offered a job the same day. And, like, from there I met, like, so many different artists and made all these different connections. But just from being there, he didn't know anything about my background or any of the showcases that I was doing, none of my musical shit in Atlanta, nothing. And he just, like, met me and thought I was cool and took a chance based off that. And then from there... He would see that I, I knew people in different places, and he was like, oh, shit, like, I made the right choice. And I always thought that that was really cool because he didn't even meet me off of, like, the shit that I could have really showed him. Like, he didn't meet me off, like, seeing me out anywhere. He met me at my regular-ass job and thought that, hey, this nigga cool. Like, Just based off of energy. Yep. So, like, I, I see what you're saying. Like, knowing people is definitely key and important, but sometimes if you're just, like, authentically being yourself, and that right there is working itself, too. So, like, it definitely would be offensive if someone's kind of like, you are so lucky. Like, you don't know what it means in a day for me to, like, get up and, like, be happy and, like, give off those vibes and not take anybody else off trail or whatever. Like, whatever you do in a day to, like, get to where you need to be. But I think people also don't see that and they think, oh, you're lucky. But sometimes it kind of is. That's why when Drake in that one song was like, favor ain't fair and all that, I was like, you know, you're right. Like, favor right. ain't fair. Speaking of young money, I was finna be like, no, I'm not lucky. I'm blessed. Yes. yes. <laughs> Clap for the heavyweight champ. <laughs> Me. No, it couldn't do it all alone. We. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. I just wish it was like a sign. You know what I'm saying? Like a universal sign. Not nothing you had to figure out, but like something that would happen whenever like it was a lucky moment. Like I wish it was just like a, a wind chime universe sound. Like <laughs> like when lucky shit happened, you heard that of like right. a wind chime and you, so you knew, knew like, you was like, hey, I just got lucky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you this win the lottery, but you like instantly out. spiritually know. Like. Right. <laughs> and you just hear something like a gong noise or something like, dum. <laughs> Like, ooh, y'all, I just, it just happened. You know what I mean? Because it's so hard to decipher otherwise. Right. And I understand and I agree. You know what I'm, I Rachel does our hands to my rib cage. I, too. Oh, my God. Okay, do believe that, you know, magic, 
I just believe that things yeah, happen girl, like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I always have a sense of like, I don't know, I feel like I just have to be a person with good intentions. I talk about that all the time on this show. But I really feel like that. Of course. And I feel like that gets reflected. You can you end up being able to see it through the way that people like operate and they move. And if that's what's attracting other people to want to work with me and give me opportunities to like get better and display my shit, it's no secret I want to be an actor. You know what I mean? If somebody does think I'm funny or whatever and we end up working together on a project, bet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's not me being lucky. I'm not sitting in this chair because I'm lucky. I'm sitting in this chair because I worked my ass off. You know what I mean? And, and and for this particular opportunity. And ain't nobody made it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still working my ass off harder than ever, actually, because I know what I want. And I just think that because I'm so focused on that, maybe that contributed to me being upset. And just to be clear, I wasn't upset with her, like, at all. Right. No, you said it was more I knew so she was. Yeah, it was like, it. why do I feel like this? Because I don't like not being able to define or, like, source my emotions. I've learned that for me, you know, everybody has different things that work for them, right? So for me, if I can understand why I feel a certain way, like where it's coming from, I can manage the feeling. Right. And a breakup taught me that. So like, um, <laughs> so I knew, I don't know, I just knew I needed to figure it out. I knew I needed your help. And I also knew that I did not want to feel like that because I hate thirsty people. I don't want to be the type of person that seeks. Y'all never see me tweeting about feeling down and shit. You never see me, like, putting out, you know, making announcements and fishing for compliments. That's not my stilo. I hate people like that. Yes, I hate them. I hate people like that. So I don't want to be like that. So I was like, it was. that's why it was really fucking with me internally that I was so affected by this girl who I know loves me wanting or just equating what I do with luck. I hated that. And I know she didn't mean that. But then I hated the fact that I hated it even more. But I guess the question should be, what does it matter to you whether or not a person knows how much work you're putting in behind the scenes? I know, right? Like, what is it? Let's, you know, let's do a... Let's do a (laughs) Yamla. I don't know. I just feel like... Oh, friend. Well, maybe let's see. Did your parents base? <laughs> no, let's see. Did your parents base affection on yeah, like? Because <laughs> I know for me, um, my mom based. It was almost like an award system. Like she needed to know I was doing well mm-hmm. because her way of connecting with me was success. Because my mom was like you know, always working hard and in school. And it was this thing of like, I'm tired and I work hard and I bust my ass and I break my back so you could have this. And that was always kind of the storyline of her parenting. And so it almost made me feel like, well, I got to break my back and bust my ass and, you know, be successful. I kind of took on that uh, business model. And then that was also how we connected, where it's like, unless you're busting your ass, you know, there's no praise system. Mm. So... There is that sort of feeling of everyone must know how hard I work (laughs) because I want to be praised and loved and deemed worthy of people's affection. Obviously, at this point, I'm older. I don't I've worked through that. So I don't really feel that way anymore. Like people actually, I would say, have no idea how hard I work. They think with me, it's like, oh, you know, she just meditates and shit just comes to her. And that Mm -hmm. there is a. There is an element of that, of course. But for the most part, 
you know, I don't have this inflammation at the base of my spine for no reason. Let's talk about it. You know what I mean? Where I'm like exhausted right now, where I'm borderline delirious sitting here. I'd be thinking about all the things you suggest doing. I'm like, how does she do all of that? <laughs> and water her plants? I don't know. And don't water understand. my plants <laughs> and stay afloat. You know, people actually have no idea what this month was like, but I've learned to be like, well, I know how hard I'm working and I'm very, very, very proud of myself. Yeah. And the people around me know. You guys know. My mom knows. Yeah. And to me, you know, that kind of feels good enough. And I don't... And even if you guys didn't know or my mom didn't know, I think I sleep better just knowing that, like, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm doing it. And I kind of just need that validation system for myself at this point. And nothing else really matters. Of course you want to people to uh, acknowledge you're doing great work that feels good that definitely feels good i can't lie but for the most part i just need to know like fran's doing what she says she's gonna do i always want to be i always want to be in a position of i always want my value to be something that can be recognized right and by that meaning like i i, I want to have a certain quality to like my shit, right? Mm-hmm. And if people think that what you do is just silly, I don't know. I just would like for there to be an element of respect as it's legitimate work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes by, believe it or not, like working in the podcasting space is still kind of new to people. They look at it as somewhat of a fluke, even though now we're getting more recognition than ever. As an industry, um, So yeah. I think about that. And then I also think about, like, personal tragedies or personal experiences that were tragic, where, you know, it only takes one time for somebody to tell you they don't want nothing to do with you mm. for it to affect every relationship in your life, especially when it comes from somebody in your family. Mm. Not like somebody oh, you were sure. dating, but like a family member telling you, no, thank you. Right. That can make you um, work harder at things that you are good at to be recognized as legitimate. And so I know that that may be, you know, something there. It just sent me into a tailspin of thought. And I was like, what the fuck is going on between the sheets in my home? (laughs) So, But I I will say that's so good that you immediately went inward as opposed to, like, you could have flipped out of her and been like, bitch, "Bitch, you don't know me. You don't know what I, which most people would do. And be like, you have no idea how hard I work and went on a whole rant. And the girl would have just been like, wow, bro. like." Yeah. And it would have damaged her because, like, she is not a confrontational person. I didn't even feel, I'm speaking completely hypothetically now. Like, I didn't feel any type of heat towards her. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, had I responded that way, it just would have been detrimental on so many different levels. All because I had some shit to figure out. Right. And I don't want somebody, ultimately... I think it all just brings me back to, like, my focus and my purpose. Because I know that if I'm doing work that I'll be fulfilled by, right? Or if I'm really doing work in my areas that I'm passionate about, that's all that will matter is actually doing the work. And me being in that experience will be so fulfilling that I won't care about people understanding how or why I got there. And I think that that's why I have to do work that's centered around my passions. Right. Because otherwise, it's just too many other moving parts. I can't be managing all this shit. I still have to have a love life, like all this stuff. Tell me about it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Sometimes you got to be rubbed up on. So I I just, I feel like work has to make sense and I have to have some sort of order. Um, I see where I want things to go. I see what I want. I've identified those things. And so, like, it's just important to me that 
I validate myself, I affirm myself based on the things that I do. Absolutely. So for that to be um, packaged as luck, for me, I was like, whoa, but we're completely ignoring, like, all of this shit that, honestly, she don't even know about. Right. And doesn't need to know. How about that? You know what I'm saying? So I just, I don't know, I just immediately, like, checked myself. (sighs) And I just was over it. So I went home and watched Love and Hip Hop. (laughs) Because I felt like that would just take me away. You know what I'm saying? And it worked. But I just, it made me feel some kind of way. So I just wanted to chit-chat with you guys about that this week. That's all. I think that's good, though. I love that you did the inner work. And I I always say, I've said it before on this show, Whenever you feel triggered in a moment, that's actually a blessing. At least that's how I view it from my perspective. Help I me see the think, halo because right now. <laughs> well, it's a blessing because it's pointing something out in you that needs attention. Mm. That's how I view it. So when someone says something or their tone of voice or anything, I mean, it happens to me regularly at this point where... You know, they'll say something and I'll just feel that little pinch in my chest and then I'll be like, okay, like you did, where you're like, why is this bothering me? I'm not going to flip out on the girl, but I'm going to go back home and unpack it, which is the internet's favorite word. (laughs) And I do that because otherwise you wouldn't be emotionally charged in that moment if it's not something that you've already confronted and worked through. It's just shining a flashlight on, hey, like, Here's the part emotionally that you have not sat with. And that's a blessing to me because every time you point out a trigger, that means I have healing to do. And if I get through that healing, that's one less thing that I can actually be triggered about. Right, which means it's your ass next time you do it. Because now (laughs) i got to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So the guns will be blazing. And you also have to make sure one thing I I would suggest that has worked for me When someone triggers you, make sure that it's not reminding you of something that has happened in the past. You know, like, you can transport. Remember I've said this before. I forgot what the term was, where you time travel. Remember we had this combo? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Where it's like sometimes mm -hmm. someone will trigger you and you time travel to the first time you felt this way. And you are over here on a whole other storyline. And the person is in front of you like, what exactly? (laughs) Literally just like that. Maybe your mom said it that way. Maybe you were in a relationship and you're literally on a whole other uh, dimension, having a whole other dialogue with a whole other person. And there's someone right in front of you that's looking at you like, what the fuck? Man. And you got to be mindful of that. And if you find yourself time traveling, catch it and tell the person. I, at least what I do is I'll tell the person straight up if I can because maybe in that moment it would have been weird mm-hmm, but if it's like mm-hmm. one of y'all I'm usually honest I'll be yeah. like I gotta like step out for a second because this is kind of transporting me to a place I don't want to be in and I gotta figure it out you know what I mean I, I gotta love figure her. out why I'm still there I know she meant well we've had so many good times broken oh. rules together and shit <laughs> so I know it wasn't that and I know that it wasn't even something that should have offended me. But I just couldn't believe that I allowed myself to go there. Because I've been working hard, like I said, to just kind of have things figured out when it comes to me and my thoughts. So when this shit was interrupting everything, you know, right. all the harmony, I was like, what is this? <laughs> it was like a hot knife through a stick of butter. I was like, hey, wait a minute. So, yeah. That's a good thing, though. You think so, friend? Absolutely, because now you're going to dissect your validation system. Yeah. What's going on with it? 
Why Maybe do you we need, need to talk to more know? about validation systems? Yeah, you got to ask yourself, why do I need people to know that I work hard? Sometimes you have to be honest with yourself, too, and say, and I'm obviously I'm not talking yeah. about you, but I mean, in general, sometimes the only reason I'll be triggered if someone doesn't think I'm working hard is if because I know that I'm not. Fuck that shit. <laughs> you know I what I mean? For who it needs to land on. <laughs> <laughs> I just yawned. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's funny when you say that. I thought about um, Lauren Hill. Remember back in the day when she was like, you know, reality is what people, or fantasy is what people want, but reality is what, what they, they need. need. And she was talking about how like everybody try to look so perfect and all that shit. And I thought about that, how like, some people look so put together, but it's like, damn, you must start your day early as fuck or something to just be doing all of that. And I think a lot of people don't even think about that. So, like, when you do get called lucky or something, it's kind of like, bitch, luck. Like, <laughs> like you know how, how many years I've had to, like, perfect, like, this and made this into, like, my system and shit? You talking about some luck? But then it's kind of like they look at it as like maybe like it might not even be broken down that simple to them. It might be like just lucky to know you or lucky that you broke a code that they're still trying to get to. And even that's not luck. They just have to find out how it translates for them. I just stared at her when she said it. And in my head, I heard that that song (laughs) day after day. On oh, the freak, oh, And it faded. And then I woke up and I was like, girl, come here. And I started shaking her shoulders, doing a bank head bounce. She was cracking up. But it snapped me out of it. Laughter is my medicine. So, you know, it Same. snapped me out of it. Mm-hmm. And I was able, but I did zone out. I had a retro, start out to retrospectro. Retrospectro. to bring it back so but yes. luck is a beautiful thing how actually in the retreat this um, weekend a big theme for us was not being rather being open to the miracle realm and being open to believing that you are full of luck yeah You're i'm open full to of the it. miracle realm are. for real because I love miracles. I don't even use mayo. I use miracles. Oh, gosh. So I'm telling you, for real, though, like, I bring on the miracles. No, even but Smokey legit, Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm for real. You're, a div- you're like a divine being that things come to you, everything you want. You just have to, like, be open to it. And even um, Haas, who most people know her as Miriam, she was sharing a story of how she met her new partner, who they're like, head over heels in love it's the cutest coolest thing but it started because Haz is the one who handles the venues on our tour like she looks for venues because she's really good at curating like good energy so she always finds like beautiful things she's the one that you know got the Integratron and Joshua Tree that's just her gift Mm -hmm. so we all know what we're good at and everyone kind of handles each thing Um, so the day before she was supposed to start looking for venues for our Toronto stop she had been, um, she found a, a photographer on the Explore page that was from Toronto. And she was like, similar to how do you do where yeah. we stop in cities? She was like, oh, maybe I'll link up with this photographer, get some cool shots. Um, so she meant to hit the photographer up, but she didn't, you know, with everything going on and just totally slipped her mind. Long story short, next day she's doing her calls for the venue. Someone answers the phone for the first venue she picked. And it's a young woman telling her, like, um, oh, wait a minute. You know, by the name, she's like, you're a poet. You do, like, spirituality and, like, workshops and retreats. And um, she tells Haas her name, and it's the photographer. Get the fuck out of here. That she had just seen on the Explore page. 
So she randomly, out of nowhere, calls a venue, and it's the photographer who runs it. And so when we get to Toronto, the photographer is also friends with one of her friends who was coming to the retreat. So we're at the retreat, and afterwards, because Haza's friend was at the retreat, was like, let's have food. She's like, oh, let me invite my other friend who lives in Toronto, and we can make it a group thing. It's the photographer. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Talk about a seat at the table. So that's what I'm saying. Like, some things are hard work in the sense that, yeah, Haz has put in the work for her spirit, her heart, to be at a place where she can receive mm-hmm. a miracle. So it's part work part miracle Mm. and now they're like head over heels in love and it is the sweetest most beautiful love story i bet you it is because look at that like look how they met are you kidding amazing meanwhile i'm making eyes at the club (laughs) 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 but i just love that feeling i think um, especially in my retreats what sticks out the most to the women by the end of it and when they leave is just this feeling of like miracles are all around you and you just have to be open to them you know open to experiencing them open to seeing them open to partaking in them and believing them because something like that are you kidding even the story i shared about samuel l like are you kidding it just feels like they're I literally am in a space where I feel like there are miracles just, like, surrounding me on a daily basis. And I just have to be ready to catch them all. Like a Pokemon. <laughs> there literally. can be miracles. Okay. <laughs> you but how do you feel now? Do you feel like you worked through that trigger? It was a lot of hard work, <laughs> but I did get through the trigger. That's good, though. Yeah, I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? Straight up and down, like, 6 o'clock. I love that you looked it up. (laughs) Like six (laughs) o'clock. I love Uh, that you looked it up. I did. I was like, well, let me get on Google. Shit. (laughs) Got a new phone. So might as well get on Google on it. (laughs) And I figured it out, though. So, yeah, I just don't want to be that guy. I also don't want to be the guy that needs my friends to treat me a certain way. Y'all know that is not even my personality. Right. So I'm I'm totally good. I just really wanted to get myself together because I believe in being, like, fundamentally solid. You know what I mean? Of course. So I didn't want to have those feelings and shit. I don't want to be a person who needs validation because I don't. You know what I mean? And so I just wanted to work through that, and I thought that you guys... Be the right people that talk to about it. Oh, you want to know what my favorite one of my favorite songs is? What? Britney Spears, "Lucky." Me too. Wait a minute. And that oh. was what I thought about. And the world is spinning, and, and she, she keeps, keeps on winning. But tell me, what happens when it stops? Oh, she lucky? This Hollywood girl. And they say she's so lucky. I love she's it. Y'all a star, know but she cried, cried, cried in her lonely heart, thinking, "Is there something missing in my life?" Shout out to everyone Why listening and singing these along. Tears come at night. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> Lucky. That's a great and video as well. And you, and you hear what she's talking about? Like people think she's supposed to be lucky because she a Hollywood star and all that shit. And it's like, bitch, I'm Britney Spears, but like it ain't all that. It looked like she was walking into Candy's dungeon on the video. Yeah, you remember oh, that? Going on the red carpet mm-hmm. into the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Oh, well, that was good. That was Thank tasty. You. That, that was, was delicious. good. Thank you for sharing. Thank and I'm you. glad that you went home and unpacked that. I think that's yeah. the biggest takeaway from this conversation. I don't want to just be blacking out on people like, I like what you said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just trying to work it out. That's all. No, I love it. it and it's on theme because I saw, did you guys see the video that was going viral on Twitter of um, Jada's Red Table Talk? And it had Will Smith on it this week. How they met? Uh, yeah, I haven't watched, but I definitely have seen it everywhere. Yeah. So, and one of the well, I ended up watching it earlier today, and in one section they're talking about how they argue and mm-hmm. how they communicate. And she was saying how they don't yell at each other and they don't curse at each other at all. And if either one gets triggered or feels angry, they'll go work that out. And they have an understanding of, like, listen, what was it that Will said? He said, like, right now I'm impaired, meaning, <laughs> like, I can't come at you in a loving way. I don't have nice words for you. I'm not going to be able to communicate how we need to communicate to get our thoughts across mm. properly and in a healthy way. So I'm going to walk away. <laughs> and they've learned and trained each other to receive each other in that way. And she said it's been like a game changer for their communication. So they wow. argue like the Orbit commercial. Who are you calling a cootie queen? You <laughs> lit liquor. You lit liquor. Oh my God, why do you remember that? Because they were going back and forth, but so clean, but yeah, still so dirty. <laughs> but I love that. And uh, a lot of people were like, you know, that's not realistic. I do, I do, I sort of am that way. Mm-hmm. But I do honor my anger though. That's one thing I don't sit there and, like, I don't sit there and be like, okay, I'm angry. (laughs) I'm going to go to my room. I want you to see me be angry. You know what I mean? I think it's important for us to honor our each other's emotions. I'm just not going to take it out on you. (laughs) You're like, and and I will do that. (laughs) That's what you be on, friend. (laughs) You're like, I ain't going to cut you out, but you're going to know I want to. I just don't think I think it's important to not repress how you're feeling. I think it's my in damn relationships, house. <laughs> you, should, <laughs> you should hold space for whatever comes up. You know, your what plants I mean? be nodding they leaves when you be going off. This my damn house, and your plant leaves be like. <laughs> <laughs> they do though, Loki. I'm so but I'd be I like, it's the wind. See. It's the wind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, but honestly, I think it's important to honor emotions. I would never want you to think that I'm not feeling anything in that moment because I'm so perfect and have communication down pat. Like, I want you to see I'm angry. I want you to see I'm sad because I'll honor it when it comes up for you. The difference is I won't take it out on you. Just like you didn't do that with the young lady. You know, you internalized it and figured it out. That, to me, is the level of communication that I am good at. But I'll say it. I'll be like, I'm so fucking pissed right now. Yeah. You guys have seen it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just be like, I'm really pissed. And so that I don't say the wrong thing, I'm just going to walk out the room. They feel it too, friend. And you can feel it because I don't hide it. Plus you, plus, you got a cute shape. So when you walk away, you be mad, but it still be a little <laughs> hot. They be like, damn. Like, oh, my oh God. <laughs> I just, you know what I do want to work on? This is mm-hmm. totally unrelated. And maybe we should do a show on this later. Let's put a pin in it. Okay. So no, but we'll say what it is. Like behaviors that you have in relationships that you do want to change. Amen. And I, because I'm not a mean, you know I don't be with that arguing shit. 
like my temper is not even one that can sustain that. Like, right. I can't argue with you. No. So I, but what I do that I really think I need to change, but I, I just don't change. I will tell you to shut the fuck up. Like I tell people that I'm for real. Like I don't call just people like that I that? date out their name or nothing like that. But if we're in a verbal, you know, situation, I would be like, shut the fuck up talking to me. Shut your ass up. I don't want to talk about that shit. And that's it. But I, I don't. I don't ever be like oh you, motherfucker. My. You well, bitch. that's just as bad. But I will tell you to shut the fuck up. I think I would never talk up. to you again if I was dating you. you I'm told sorry. Me to you shut know what? He has said up. that before. I don't know for the show, and you have said that before. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm sitting here dying. I Who said to shut stop. the fuck up? No, he. No, not you. No, let the hog. We finna clear this shit up right now. Never heard me say that. Let the record reflect. I would never. I would never say that to you. No, no, ever in life. <laughs> like well, we have talked about in you life. saying that to people before. Fran has heard you say that and be like, if you have ever said that, to me, I would not have known what to say. I so just, it was cracking me up that you just said that again. It was like that's how you know it's real. Yeah, right. I gotta stop but You that know shit. what's interesting is that that's exactly what Will Smith brought up about Jada. That they she were, they were the at a, they, he <laughs> said they were at a, a gathering that they had at their house, I believe, and it was like twenty people, and she said, Will. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he said, this is a weird oh part, God. though, that I was like, okay, she fucked up with that. But he said he rolled up a newspaper and hit her at the top of her head. <laughs> like a dog. And she said, she well, was she like, you did not hit like... me like I'm a dog. And then he took her into the room and he said to her, I grew up in a household where my dad used to punch my mom in the face. And this is the dynamic they had of, like, cursing, hitting. He was like, I don't want that. If you need that, if you're cool with that, if that's how you think you can talk to me, then we're over right now. And he said that was the day that everything changed, and they never cursed at each other again. Wow. Yeah, because she ain't <laughs> But she do got that terrier haircut. Oh, you know? oh my God. <laughs> she do got a terrier haircut and oh shit. You got to get that newspaper, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're oh clearly God. both in the wrong, but I really right. yeah, wish somebody would hit wrong. me over the head with a newspaper. Look, like, and, who the and, fuck? And it would have been fucked over. Up, and friend, as fucked up as that was, as fucked up as that was, at least he'd have hit her on the nose with it. Because that's even Not more disrespectful if you just hit somebody on the nose with a paper. Or like when people would do that to their dogs, but oh my god, because the dogs would be like bewildered, and they would just like stop it. Uh, so if you did it to a person, they but uh, you know Jada turned around. Okay, I don't, I don't know that I've ever yelled at someone. Maybe once, I think maybe I yelled once. Cause yeah, one time I yelled, and then I, yeah, I, it was um in my hallway I think, but it wasn't even like a yell. Right, it was, it was more so like I'm so fucking over this shit. Like just leave. Oh, like, yes, it was yeah. that feeling of like just leave, like get out my face because I'm I'm over it. But I've never sat and been like you motherfucking. Yeah, I ain't with all that, I've which never is done why that. I resort to to telling someone to the, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I will tell you for real. Oh my! I don't like. Know what I ain't I even would gonna. I won't, I and I won't like, raise my what? voice either. I'll be like, "Yo, shut the fuck up talking to me right now." Oh my! Shut your ass up. Ain't nobody finna go through all that shit. <laughs> I'm like so traumatized. If you want right to argue? You do that yeah, shit with whoever. We finna go eat. <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit. Let's go, and then we go eat and have a great time. So what? Is- <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Am I lying? No, he's for real. And then you go eat. Or whatever we was going to do. Because we shouldn't have been talking about it in the first place. And let me say this. (laughs) I won't just say that because I'm simply tired of you talking. 
you have to earn. It's yes. a merit-based system. <laughs> so, you know, you have to, like, earn that. Like, you have to be talking to me about something that's so wild or initiating a, initiating a disagreement that is so stupid and not worth my time that you, in fact, Need to shut the fuck up talking to me, and I, I can't, can't help it. It be it's the heart. only thing. I can't imagine because I rem- I know the power of this. Shut the fuck up. I haven't done it in years because I used Shit. to I used to sit. You know, I'm a, I'm a listener, so like I will sit and listen to you. And you before I used to like give rebuttal or whatever. But before the before, I used to just wait for you to be done, and then I used to kindly just be like, "Shut the fuck up." Oh no! Like I used to just hit you with one of those. Mine is more of a cut your ass off. Yeah, no, mine is mine more is of, final. Just... Mine is a final notice. No refunds. No exchanges. No return <laughs> policy. Shut. Mine is the just fuck the period. Up. You shouldn't. Have you have said more than what you have needed to say, and this is the period. <laughs> so, what if someone Can tells you to shut the fuck up, Dustin? I would tell them to shut the fuck up and ask them who they was fucking talking to. <laughs> oh my God. You shut the fuck up. Because what we not finna do is argue, which is why you should have shut your ass up before you told me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was right again. Oh shut the God. fuck up. If you shut the fuck up, you wouldn't have told me to shut the fuck up. We both would have <laughs> shut the fuck up and went on and talked about something else. Right. See what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like that was a skit. We were just on a skit of something right there. <laughs> Wow. Sorry, but more we'll have a whole episode. No, about we will that. actually. We can do that next week. And we'll call it you. "Shut the Fuck Up." Uh, maybe. Shut no. the fuck up! <laughs> I don't want your conversation. <laughs> no, it actually is perfect because on my list of show topics, well, there shut was shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had this show called "Shut the Fuck Up." Up. No, it was a t- a topic I had on there that was what are behaviors that you've gotten from growing up, like survival mode from either school or your parents or just to make it through life, behaviors that you've picked up. And, you know, everything you've been through creates your personality. Right. So what you are know. some behaviors that have you've had to use to create this personality for survival that now no longer fucking serve you? Like, they just don't work. But Fighting. it's been who you are this whole time, and it's like it's time to let that shit go. Great episode. So we can Great do that episode. next week. Look at us. <laughs> Well, thank Ooh, you, Dustin. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. That was Dustin's And you can talk episode. to me anytime you want. Okay. <laughs> you want to tell me to shut the Never, fuck up? Never, ever in life. <laughs> this week's show is also brought to you by Thrive Market, an online marketplace that's on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. You'll get access to thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products at 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. <laughs> Whether you are vegan, gluten-free, or feeding a family, you can choose from 80-plus qualities to get to everything that you need, including non-GMO, fair trade certified, and BPA-free. From organic almond butter to lavender essential oil that you can do whatever you need to do with. (laughs) Thrive Market carries everything you need. They have pantry staples, cleaning products, sweet treats, the best snacks, and much more at such an affordable rate. For every paid membership, a free membership is given to a low-income family, public school teacher, military veteran, or first responder. That's big, you guys. And if you don't make the $60 in savings back, Thrive Market will refund you the $60 thanks to their happiness guarantee. So this is just all around good. Um, We've talked about Thrive Market many, many times before. I will always be here present and clear and in your danger, okay, if you run up wrong. (laughs) For people making charitable contributions, 
at places where it is really, really needed. And remember, if you pay attention to the words that's coming out of my mouth, they said that for every paid membership, a free membership is going to be given to a low-income family, public school teacher, military military veteran, or first responder. So that's reason enough to check out Thrive Market and the products are the shit. I can vouch for it because I got a box. And now, with our special link, Thrive Market is giving you an extra 25% off your first purchase plus a free 30-day trial. So that's 25% off the already low prices that Thrive Market offers. Just go to thrivemarket.com slash friendzone to access this discount. Support for today's episode also comes from Calm. Do you have trouble sleeping? Or maybe your coping tools aren't keeping you as relaxed as you could be. And that's just our own problems. Don't even get started on all the stresses from the rest of the world. That's why we're excited to partner with Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. Calm gives you the tools you need to live a happier, healthier, and more mindful life. Just five minutes of Calm can change your entire day. No wonder it was named Apple's 2017 App of the Year. Interested in trying? Go to calm.com forward slash friendzone and get 25% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of premium programs like guided meditations on anxiety, stress, focus, relationships, and a brand new meditation each day called The Daily Calm. Sleep stories, which are like bedtime stories for grown-ups, and so much more. For a limited time, the Friendzone listeners can get... I feel like I can't breathe. For a limited time, the Friendzone listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com forward slash Friendzone. It includes unlimited access to all of Calm's amazing content. Get started today at calm.com forward slash Friendzone. That's calm.com forward slash Friendzone. All right, bring in the wind chimes. Right. <laughs> okay. Give a little rainforest. And now we'll jump into this week's wellness segment. So I have a question for you guys. On a on a weekly basis, how much fun would you say you have? Lots. Yeah? Yeah, I have a lot of fun. Really? What it's are the it's fun required things reading do? for my life course. That's exactly what my segment is about. What are the things that you do to have fun? Get- well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> God, I, look, I started thinking what she asked for the first time, uh, <laughs> so I wouldn't be right here. Starts um, with an E, ends with you late. No, I'm just <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Let's see. Um, Anything hood rat with my friends is always fun, whether it be drinking at a friend's house, drinking somewhere public, um, being high and going to the movies is always fun, playing video games is a great time, mm-hmm. watching fun clips on YouTube, watching trash TV. So much fun. Vine compilations, Vine. videos of Coming to Uzi. do this fucking podcast. Because <laughs> y'all motherfuckers. Get out my car. <laughs> Dutch. <laughs> Fuck. What about you? Um, I love to read. Um, I like long walks in the park. Um, you read for fun? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I read for fun. Hell yeah. And not that kind. Mm, oh, right. Okay. Before y'all even get started. <laughs> I mean, literally reading a book. I do that for fun. Um, what else is fun to me? I love hanging out. I'm a social person, um, and I love laughing, so I love talking to people. I have a lot of fun. I have to because I be in a lot of high-stress situations. Right. So I just have to have fun doing everything that I do. And plus, fun fact, 
it makes you get along with people more if you walk into a space thinking like, okay, how can I make this fun for us all? Oh, I right? love that. It's a great bonding tool. It's a so. great mentality too. Yeah, dog. And so is fun something you prioritize? Like, are you like, you know, like you like doing hood rat things with your friends, yes. with your hood rat friends. Do you prioritize them? Like, okay, I need to make sure I see Crystal or Jade or Fury. Or <laughs> the hood rats. <laughs> <laughs> the usual suspects. Okay, because you just named off the hood rats. Wow. Do uh, you, like, tell yourself, in order for me to be balanced and have a good week, I have to see these people? So people, no, does not factor into the fun, mm-hmm. only because I've always had to have fun, whether it, it was anybody else or just myself. And usually I was always a big source of fun. Like Dustin, like when I used to go to work, any job I used to work, I used to think, all right, how can I make everybody have like a good ass time? Because this is going to be just a party right quick because I'm not at work. I used to have to like fake myself out. So when I'm faking myself out, I'm faking everybody else out. So I'd come into the job with the donuts. And if somebody wasn't in a good mood, all right, we'll get this bitch another drink or something. I don't know because we're having a party right now. Right. But I do prioritize how much fun that I, I have every week because right. there has to be like a balance. And sometimes I'm having so much fun that I'm forgetting about the work, which is like mm. little simple home stuff. Like, oh, my God, you're going out of town on Friday, so make sure that they drop your laundry off on Wednesday or Thursday instead of Saturday. Like, Because <laughs> then I just won't have no clothes when I'm on the road. Like little stuff like that. Right. What but about I, I you? Prioritize. Do you prioritize? Yes. And I can honestly say that I prioritize having fun. Um, well, you do because you like to go out on the weekends or yeah. like when you have your days off. I do. And plus, even though some of that I rationalize is me networking and, you know, so a lot of times when I'm out at shit, like, I, I got invited to it. So in order to build certain relationships, I have to show up, you know, shit like that. But I love having fun. There's a part of me I still feel. I remember as clear as yesterday, the day that I turned 18. I remember that feeling of independence and freedom. To freedom! <laughs> I remember that shit. <laughs> And I still feel that same vigor and vim and that fire inside of me. And I'm always going to like fun. I, I love 808s. I love bass lines. I love the club. I love hearing loud music. I love flirting. Like, I like having fun. And oh. I, I'm a, I've reconciled that about myself. Yes. It don't mean I'm immature. It just no. means I like to have right. a good time. Yeah, so. you know what makes you feel good. Right. And I think the reason I asked that is because I noticed that this year one of my priorities was to have more fun. Remember we talked about this last week where with the breakup conversation where it was like instead of viewing a breakup like someone you lost, view what it is that they brought to your life that once they were no longer there, you feel like you no longer had. So it's more so like, what is it they made you feel that you lost? Not so much the person that you lost. Mm. And with my last relationship, what I felt I quote-unquote lost was the fun we used to have. Mm. Because he was so fun. I'm a homebody. I get very wrapped in my work. Y'all know how I am. I can literally sit at home and just work, and it can be days passing, and I won't even fucking notice. Mm -hmm. I've always been that way, though, kind of tunnel vision. But what I loved about him was that he would be like, no, we're going to go to the park and, you know, and run or play. We're going to have a picnic. I have this museum. We would literally just watch Vine compilations. Like, if I really didn't feel like leaving, he would pull up the funniest fucking Vines and we just laugh for, like, 30 minutes. I have the moment. And have so much fun or go just do a bunch of silly shit. Like, he just 
prioritized fun and experiences. He's very much like Dustin. He was just like, I want us to feel something today. I want us to to like learn something new, go do something. So when we were done, and I was back to like my homebody, <laughs> you know, I felt that. I felt that. I was like, wow, that's so interesting that like I forgot how to have fun. And he reminded me how to have fun. And then when he left, I felt the void of how much fun Fran doesn't have. Yeah, you know what I mean? Man. On her own. And so suddenly it became a priority. I was like, instead of missing, like, oh, he was so fun. I'm like, well, let me put fun in my life. Made it a priority. You see, I was more social this mm-hmm. past year. Like, we were at rooftops and random places that I didn't yep. always want to be at. <laughs> but by the end of it, I was glad I went. I was That's never right. not happy that I went. Because we'd wonderful. laugh and listen to music, hanging out with you guys in random cities with our tours. And then we'd go do fun stuff in whatever mm-hmm. city we're in with the girls on my wellness tour. Like in DR this past weekend. I probably would never have gotten on a banana you know, this banana-shaped thing, and the guys were flipping us over so that we'd kept falling off. Because <laughs> they found it funny how much we were struggling to get back on it. Um, there was one part that had me in tears because the girl, one of the girls next to me, shout out to Jelly, she kept screaming that she couldn't stop drooling because of how fast <laughs> it was going. She was like, I can't fucking stop <laughs> And he kept pulling us, and then one of the girls was screaming, telling him to to make it go faster. But mm-hmm. then it got fast to a point that we were scared, and she was telling him, "Okay, okay, stop, stop." But he thought we were like having fun, and so he was going, going faster. faster and faster. <laughs> he thought we had yeah. our arms up because we were like, "Yay!" But no, it was really like, like "No!" Right. <laughs> Y'all waving the white flag. But by the end of it, I was laughing so hard that like my stomach was like in shambles but it was that feeling of like god like this level of laughter where you are in pain is so fucking amazing laugh goals and it's so important for wellness and self-care and i think a lot of times we think like oh i need a bath bomb or this herb or i need to get a massage or i need to go to sleep earlier those are all very important integral aspects of wellness but it's also like how much are you allowing yourself to fucking just laugh? Yo, yeah. and when you get you a good laugh, too. Oh, like I'm talking all, about fall off the couch, I have crying laugh libraries. Laugh. Like, there are times I'm just sitting there, and people probably think I'm crazy because I'll just be laughing about some shit that had happened forever Every ago. Every time. And I'm going to give you, like, a really good example because I'm about to start crying laughing right now thinking <laughs> of the smallest thing. I met up with Tara, a girl I used to work with last year. Last Love week. her. Shout out to Tara, who is my heart. Um, <laughs> and we went back to our old job somewhere I had only been back, like, once to use the bathroom. I ain't never been back in that bitch. Hate that bitch. <laughs> Didn't flush. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't flush. No, I'm just playing. Um, anyway, there was this dude that worked in the kitchen. And so I'm seeing all the people that I used to miss working with. And when I walked in, it was like, damn, I feel like I'm about to work a shift. Fuck this. I need to get out of here. But I saw all these people that I missed. And the guy that worked in the kitchen is this mean, fine dude. Like, people used to just like him because he was fine, but he was mean as fuck. And I was one of them people. I didn't give a fuck about him being mean. I needed my food. I needed to, like, get shit done. But he was mean to everybody. I always cursed everybody out. 
out. One day I caught this nigga being silly and I don't even know what he was doing. And just the fact that I caught him made him laugh. And the fact that I had him cackling made me laugh. That we laughed so hard. It was the best best laugh he ever had. And when he seen me, he said, he said, man, I ain't never laughed. You remember that one time? And I said, I still remember Victor. I remember (laughs) the laugh. And I still remember because I was like, what the fuck is he doing over there? And we fell out. Like, think of how much, how many of those moments we all have amongst each other. This is what I'm saying to you. Like, just funny things we've seen, funny things that have happened, (laughs) funny stories. We literally have an arsenal. Shit on the train, shit traveling. Shit on the train. Oh, my God, especially traveling. (laughs) Are you kidding? The smells that we can reconnect with. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I just, it just was, like, such a reminder, even connected to last week's episode, about, like, what's missing in your life and how to replenish it on your own. Like, don't wait. For someone to bring humor into your life or playfulness um, or activities or youthfulness, if you know for a fact that you don't make room for it, get it for yourself. And that way you can continue to be this whole person. So when people come in and out of your life, of course you're human. You got to honor the sadness or whatever it is that they kick up. But there's not a sense of loss. You know, you don't actually lose anything because you have all those things. You have fun on your own. You love the hell out of yourself. You have a good time regardless of if you're single or not. Like, Mm. my life this year has been so damn fun. Yes. It's been so fun. Yes. I've made so much room for playfulness that now I'm like, what a gift it was for that relationship to be over because it brought that to light. You have to yeah. stop and send a check-in text. You know, it, right, that's why I don't <laughs> miss that. But it brought that to light. It brought to light, Fran, you need to have more fun. And so that was a gift. Out of that darkness was, like, such a beautiful gift. And so this week, that painful laughter, had, I mean, I can't even describe it. Like, the girls on the trip, when we were leaving and saying our goodbyes, they were all like, I don't think I've ever laughed this hard in my yes. life. And then I realized in that moment, like, humor and laughter is such powerful medicine. And it is gonna such pers- powerful now medicine. you're going to pursue your stand-up. No, I'm just playing. Right? And now, <laughs> my first show, no. <laughs> no, but you know what? It changed the trajectory of how we're going to do events in the future. Mm-hmm. Because we realize the power of laughter and humor and how it's a medicine that tends to be untapped in the wellness market. When do you see wellness gurus or retreat centers or whatever talking about laughter? It's not something you really hear or come across. And I think it's so powerful. It bonded us. We have stories now that we will always share. It's a memory. It's a feeling you can always remember and tap into. And that... what more do you want than to connect with people with those elements so i wanted that to be the wellness segment today to tell people just remember that you deserve to laugh how good that feels how necessary and vital it is to your body to give yourself that feeling of like that shake in your body when you are uncontrollably laughing can't help but just like you're about to have just tears rolling down your face and you know when you start clapping yes (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) When it's so funny that you just catch yourself clapping because you're in such joy, like you're in your body in just such joy in that moment. One time, Mm -hmm. really quick story. No, please. 
back when Keisha Cole's reality oh, show gosh, first started, right? Back when her reality show first started, there was a scene where she was kind of onboarding her mom, Frankie, to the whole process of, like, a new life, right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> Oh, see, that's her mom. Woo. She's like, watch right, what like, about before to you say. say it, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be coughing. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Frankie. Anyway, okay, so, like, there was a scene where Keisha had taken Frankie to the dentist to get some dentures, like oh, custom okay. dentures made, right? And when they were trying on the dentures, I will never forget this ever in my life. Me oh and my, my sister were at my apartment in Michigan, <laughs> And we were watching this together because we were huge Keisha Cole fans. This was the first album cycle. So we loved Keisha at this time. When they were fitting Frankie for the dentures, they had made them or whatever. And so they brought her into the dentist's office to try the dentures oh God. <laughs> and she was in. She was sitting in the chair, right? And when she put the dentures in her mouth, they were too big. And so she made this noise. She made this noise like she gagged a little bit when she put the ditches in her mouth, and she was like, like, like that, like that. And then she took them out, and they almost made like a little noise. And she threw them. You know how dentist office have like that tray that looks kind of like a like a cookie sheet with a little bit, on yeah. It. And she like tossed the ditches on that tray. When she and it was not supposed to be funny, but when she made that little gag noise, oh I don't know, you know, when you raise together, whatever, the same shit, just be funny. And I remember like my shoulders started shaking. I was trying, I didn't want to laugh at her mama, but the shit was funny. And I was trying to like hold it in. And me and my sister, some kind of way, I looked up at her on the couch because I was sitting on the floor and she was up there doing the same thing. And we literally laughed. I swear to God, it had to be like an hour what? straight. Like we could, we literally could not. My stomach was hurting so bad, and it was something about that way. I wish I could find that scene because you can't find it anywhere. I wish I could find. But it. But you'll never forget it. I will never forget that. It, it is just, just made so me feel better good, now. right? It's just oh, like laughter really is the best medicine, and I and I think from a wellness perspective. People need to make more room for it, make more time for it. Prioritize fun. Like, go to amusement parks. Oh, my God. Get on, go do bumper cars. Yes. When's the last time you did bumper cars? Or gather your friends Saturday and go. Night. <laughs> oh, God. Not those kind of bumper cars. There's a big body Benz, too. Please don't crash. Shout or out to Cash Dial. Go on a Ferris wheel. Yes, you know? yes. Like Issa. Well, <laughs> that's an you keep walking into him, Frank. Like, well, that was nice. I just keep dropping into well, the well, 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 <laughs> just do fun shit. You know, it's just so, it's just so fun. And I, I realize that I love feeling young. You're fun though, friend. I think I am fun. You're just focused fun, right? Yeah. I think I just, I spend a lot of time by myself. That's what it is. But I think once I've let, made it a priority to let go and be silly and even people tell me like your energy's so different on the podcast mm-hmm. it's not that like I'm a different person it's just that there were parts of me that I just wasn't really tapping into yeah. and making room for like our playfulness people don't realize the half of how silly we really they are they don't man you know and I think 
people connect with the show, like people that listen to it weekly, because they say, like, you guys have no idea how hard I have laughed. People have said they've had to pull over mm. while driving because they were going to crash. And to me, that's just so great. I love to be known. <laughs> we caused an accident? That's great. You know, no, no not playing, that part. But I love away. to be known for, for laughter. Like, I think that's a good, yeah. that's a good legacy. I do, too. They walked away from the show with something legitimate, too. You know? It's like you laughed, but you also but had you're a takeaway. you yeah. and growing. And to me, what better combination than growth and laughter is there? Like, that's my favorite, my personal favorite. So prioritize some fun this week and then make it a habit. You know, your body deserves it. Your heart deserves it. Your mind I know there's a lot of heaviness going on in the world, and sometimes you might feel guilty for making time for, like, silly shit, but make time for silly shit and and actually prioritize it. Schedule it in. Hit your homegirls, your homeboys, your friends, your family, and be like, let's do some dumb shit this week. <laughs> let's watch something dumb. Let's just laugh. Let's go to a random fair, in a, you know, in some random neighborhood, like, just laugh. Yeah. Yes. Just laugh. Jump on bananas in the beach. <laughs> and that's, well, okay. Hold on. <laughs> shut the fuck up, Dustin. <laughs> Self, shut the fuck up. Okay. And with that being said, and most importantly understood, <laughs> we go jump into this week's music, man. You know what you got for us? Oh, Asante. Just Asante's random aside, because you said silly shit, it made me think of stupid shit, um, which was a song by a stupid girl group by the name of Girlicious. Okay, I do don't you, think I know have that. You, do you know who Girlicious is? Are you familiar with Girlicious? I don't think so. Ain't they? Um, it was a TV show or something. It was a TV right? show. Yeah. It was uh, the Pussycat Dolls creators was making a new girl group. And the winners of the group was in this group called Girlicious. And the only reason I remember them is because they had an album or a CD, and maybe a couple of them. I think maybe they did a, a couple projects. But anyway, the first one, they had a song called Stupid Shit on there. <laughs> and so when you said silly shit, just now it made me think of that dumbass song by Girlicious. Where are they now? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All I remember is in random things that nobody ever cared about. Um, at one point, one of the girls was gone, but it was only, like, one black girl to the... No, I think it was two black girls and two white girls. But then one of the black girls got kicked out, so then it was just down to the one black girl and the two white girls. Then there was another switch up, but they couldn't really sing, and they were never pussycat dolls, so no one ever cared ultimately. I don't remember. Maybe if I watch YouTube <laughs> videos, it'll spark the memory. I probably I mean, not. to be honest with you, people barely give a fuck about the pussycat dolls. This is what like I'm that. saying. So, like, Guys. so like a TV, girl, just... a TV version <laughs> of them I mean... being made was kind of like... Um... Nicole last this is the problem with the pussycat. Oh, Never mind. Because no, it's your music segment. No, I'm sorry I did not you know want to do that. So go ahead. You know ahead. what? My music it was an off the cuff music man segment anyway, so let's go to it. The problem with the pussycat dials is nobody knows what the fuck is going on, right? First of all, it's a bunch of girls, don't nobody really know their names. So then we had to try to figure out their names. Nicole's name is too long. We should have never been forced to understand Scherzinger. Has she just been Nicole? And plus her last name. This is me keeping it real. Yeah, go ahead. Her last name gives her a mean connotation. It makes her seem like she's mean. <laughs> and then that <laughs> couple with the rumors and shit, it's just turned us off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And that was one problem. Second problem, they didn't let the black girl sing. She was Melody, good. Melody Thornton. I always felt like Nicole and Melody were competing. They were, like, you remember Melody, Melody would, like, when Overseen. she would get the mic, the mic she would open up. Oh, 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 o
every time I always felt panicky. Like, yes. oh my God, like she was like singing for her life. Yeah, every literally. Time. Okay, she so was. do you remember back in the day? I don't know if this is uh, like a real thing or something I made up, but I remember back in the day there was footage of them performing at some show, and I guess uh, Melody was like sick of the shit, so she was like over singing or singing over Nicole's part, and like they were like beefing on that because she wanted more singing parts, but they wouldn't give it to them. But there was a project where the Pussycat Cat Dolls put out, and like there was like a, a part two or a disc two, and it was some of the other girls doing some of the songs. And Melody had a song, and I don't know any of the other girls' names. So let me say Nobody something positive, because I guess you know. I was know. just listening to all. The I like the Pussycat Dolls. Yeah, but I, I know, just felt bad that I, if you'd have switched out like two or three of them, you I never probably known would not have known. Yeah. I only point, remember Melody and the redhead girl. The redhead, because she could dance her ass off. Oh, Ain't she on Wildin' Out now? No, that's a different God. redhead. Oh. She wishes she was in the Pussycat Dog. <laughs> they might, I, that would be, well, yeah. Okay, but they have. They did have a song. I'm looking it up. You can keep talking, but there was a song by them I like, and you know I don't want to just say negative They stuff. had a whole reign, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, I like, they had, they I had like the Buttons, because that was, was Buttons their first one? Or was oh uh, no uh, don't you yeah don't the you the song the they stole one. from that girl oh yeah there was a little controversy around that yep. they stole don't you yeah from, from a, uh, what's her name Joy something I don't remember her let name. let me see hold on see, see I'm looking up everything what? we in girl groups we in TV because we about to do a whole bunch of stuff with this part because since we talked about you you said Nicole Scherzinger and the pop stars she was in the first she was in the first pop stars. There was a pop stars TV show. I remember and that. Her, she was in Eden's Crush. Oh my! That was God. the name of that girl group. I, just I hate remember. this part. Eden's That's the oh, yeah. song Crush. I, like. I can't take it any longer. Thought yeah. that we were strong. That's the jam. Yeah, she was singing her. They wore that out. They wore that song I, out. Look, That's I the gotta jam. do it. Yes. I gotta do it. <laughs> I gotta do it. I was like, okay, Nicole. That's take a good song. That was a good song. And on the CD that no one listened to with the other girls singing, there was a song where Melody was singing called Space. And I used to love that song. It was like Space where you're uh, on the passenger side where you used to be. It was basically giving a nigga his walking papers. I was like, okay. What a prelude to a kiss because that's exactly what they gave the pussycat dial. Space. (laughs) True. I didn't hear anything wrong. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) I'm going to keep going down this little rabbit hole just because I want to. Pop Stars Volume 1 was the Pussycat Dolls, the girl from the Pussycat Dolls, but nobody remembers Pop Stars Volume 2. It was a group and had this white boy in it who still is talked about today to some degree. His name is Josh Henderson, but he was first on Pop Stars. It was him, and it was like a black girl, a black guy, and they their group was called Scene 23, and they had sampled... Um, Wait a minute. Hold on. I got to Google <laughs> They sampled what? They, you just I was trying to remember. They, they, I feel like I remember They did... Um, uh, they did a lot of really cool slow songs, but at the end of their first uh, run, they had a song called uh, He Said, She Said, or um, Why Does Everything Gotta Mean Love? <laughs> thinking oh, I really don't think so. That's the name of that song. Yo, <laughs> Again. Right. How prophetic. The best jokes watch. wipe themselves. <laughs> Look, you remember when Portia had her song, speaking of people? Flatline. Right. Oh. <laughs> Yo. Do you hold on? I just pulled up. Uh-huh. You about to say O Town, ain't you? No, I'm like I pulled up the group shot. A, what, I remember a scene twenty three. <laughs> yeah, with Monica. Monica was the black girl. There was the little white girl had. It what it was so two white weird girls. Weird how there's things that you like haven't thought of in like twenty years. Can I tell you? Look at that picture of them. The black dude, he was gay. I remember the white boy, <laughs> Josh Henderson. He be still doing stuff today, randomly. Like, Let me fuck? see this. 
He still pops them. up, and I and I be having to remember like, you oh, remember I remember them? that from back in the day. Nah, you know I wasn't watching this shit. <laughs> right, pop. I was, was sneaking watching stars. Def Comedy Jam while this shit was on. <laughs> I think he used to and come on Fox and Comic View. Yeah, what's wrong with the boy with the bandana on? What you mean? What's wrong? Why he in the middle looking like that? It's like they supporting him. He had like a tongue ring or something. It was really weird. They were supporting his decision to get a tongue ring. But he always sing. But do you? I don't know if you remember him singing. But he used to always sing and he used to take me out because he'd be like, now you know that I need you. Like, he used to try to sing. That was like, the pop. That used yes. to be the pop accent. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so pop accent. O-Town was the other TV band. The first making the band before Diddy took over the franchise. I remember O-Town. They had that song, Liquid Dreams, which went the fuck off. What was the boy with the blonde hair that was, like, the leader of the, of the group? I don't remember their names. Oh, was it Ashley? I don't know. One of their names was him. like Ashley Angel. Ashley Parker Angel was Ashley Parker Angel. All that shit was <laughs> I just too remember that name. two shoes for me. I just remember when that making name. a band came on. Okay, oh, so let's go on into the oh, shit. Like, come on, making the band. Let's start making the band. Season two is where the shit got started. The where it really because got season started. two is technically season one. Yeah, because nobody cared about Old Town being season one. Because that was back when it was on ABC. Oh well, and then Diddy took it right. Oh well, Town. <laughs> But then Diddy it, took it and turned it into Brooklyn Cheese. The band. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> the the eliminations were beautiful and wondrous because I would never but get the over music, Mysterious. We're going to come she, to the she, name Bad Bunny. Not Babs. Bad Bunny. Babs. Babs. Right. Babs Bunny. Babs Bunny is the shit to this day. She can still rap her ass off. I find her on the YouTube doing her Queen of the Ring yes. things. I want what? to go. Yes. You know what? Queen, Queen of the, the Ring in the Bronx. So I want to go to Queen so of the Ring. We have to go. For real. I want to go too. I want to go to I Queen of the Ring when go. they have freestyle battles hosted by Babs Bunny. If for nothing else. It's only else. women? Yep. And they be killing each other. And they be That's having little props crazy. and shit. Or they have an audience. Let's go. We should talk. I'm down I'm, for real. I, I'm so down. That would be so fucking lit. But Babs be down there killing it. And I'll never get over. Back when making the band when Babs battled her way into the house. And got Mysterious ass kicked out. After Mysterious had broke that glass. Mysterious. And did all that she shit. She sounded like Biggie. Yes. <laughs> she was Biggie. Stop. She really yes. sounded like Who Christopher else? Wallace. It was Babs, Mysterious, Dylon. Dylon, of course. Dylon, Ness. Chopper. Ness. Ness. Yeah, Ness was dope, too. I like, Sarah, I think Sarah I like Chopper. What about him? If I remember correctly, he was, like, dope. He was he, dope. Yeah. Um, Sarah was the one that her husband was, like, all up in it, right? Yes. yes. And then they had, like, a long yeah. abusive history on other various talk shows and shit. I remember. Wow, bro. Remember when she didn't know... Um, she was just on this show, too, called From the Bottom Up, I believe it is, on Centric. I mean, it was a cool show about a lot of um, women who had got, were basically like having a, a restart or a refresh with their career. They had experienced some sort of public, like, you know, fall oh, from grace. Shit. It was really oh, wow. dope. Check that shit out. Sarah Stokes was on there, and she ain't stabbed nobody on there. I ain't seen nothing like that. Uh-huh. So. I remember when she was on making the band and they were making fun of her because she could she didn't know the words to Biggie. <laughs> yeah, so she had to learn them all night. She's like, I'm up all night learning the words. So I'm, I'm RB. I do RB. <laughs> so like, she used to take me out. And when she would finally have had enough, she would spaz out to the point where she would have these crazy outbursts, like acting wild, and then people would kind of leave her alone. Like when Sarah snapped on that show and making the band, she would like fucking snap. Man, I yo, that's crazy. She could sing her ass off though Sarah Stokes she could I don't really remember I remember once they gave her a makeover and they had like flat ironed her hair and gave her makeup yes. and she was like oh she finna be the one yes. <laughs> they was losing it and we were too honestly um who came third was it that when Danity Kane started I, I think so I love you 
Oh yeah, Sherry Dennis. I Shout out to Sherry you. Dennis who used to sing the intro. I love you. Uh, what was the intro? Um, hey. Ooh, la 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 la. Skin is getting wet. My clothes. I used to know Did all I, of them ooh, songs on that show. La, 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 la. And I used to download Sherry Dennis doing the demos for all of them songs on that show. Like that. Ooh, Where la, la, is she at right now? I don't know, but even when she was cherry coke and all that, I was fucking with the sound. No, cherry coke was the shit. I was fucking with the sound. That Sherry Dennis. Good. She could still have a wave now if she wanted to. There's still some room. But making the band was a time. What was that? <laughs> Danity came, and then after Danity came, came came the boys. The uh, boys. Day twenty six. Oh, I was like, who? Yeah, the yeah boys? you forgot about you forgot Diddy had that boy band. Day twenty six. Uh, who was it in day twenty? Uh, Brian. Ah. Uh, the one Don Willie, was with. Willie. Q. Q. Okay, Brian, Willie, Q. Brent Leaks. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> what's his name? Mike? Bi- yeah, Michael. Big me. Mike. I know. <laughs> Y'all know Nene's son was in day 26. <laughs> Big Mike. Michael was four. Um, who's the last one? What's his name? Andre? Big Mike. What's the, na- what's the Andre. name? Andre. His name was something. I feel like the There dude, was no Andre. His na- you know what it was? His name is Robert. But back on the show, they called him Andre or something at one point. And I don't know if the editing was wrong. Robert that had the braids. Yeah, and then yeah. they cut all his hair off. But on the show, his name was Andre or something at one point. I was like, eh, his name Andre? But when he made it back, he was Robert. He looked like, like a when, clean Jaheen. <laughs> like when D. Woods was Juanita before she made the band. Yeah, on she the show, was. I was like, right. like D. Woods, what happened to Juanita? She's still cutting the side of her hair short. I don't know what she I doing. hated that mullet shit. Remember that haircut she had? Yeah, but that was in for a long time. <sighs> It was. That it was, was the D. Woods haircut. <laughs> a reality Woods. TV rabbit hole of all the music. Without reality TV, I wouldn't have so much of this random ass music. Without reality TV, we wouldn't even have Miguel. Shout out to Fatty Cool, Aww. another reality TV show. And Allure, <laughs> Valor's hating ass, probably still somewhere hating. Still arguing with people in her Instagram comments. Did you see that shit? <laughs> no, what? Literally a video resurfaced of Miguel. We talked about it on here. Miguel. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. She's you're right, literally, right. yeah, still <laughs> arguing with people right now. Y'all ain't got no job. You know what everybody says when they get caught. Y'all ain't got no, y'all should be at work. Okay. <laughs> it was so funny because after that, when he was on Fat, or after he was on Fatty Cool, at some point, I don't know if it was like a year or two later after his run, he had dropped a song called Get Your Hands Up, and it was like lit. Like, for the time. But, like, I listened to it today. I'm like, I was still in here to set a party. <laughs> I'm probably the only nigga. Miguel's always been dope. Yes, he has. But, yes, just reality TV, rabbit hole, music. I was thinking a lot about all of that shit when I was watching. Um, Well, first, we're actually, this is going to be a perfect segue into the TV land segment. But I was watching Ready to Love which is a show on OWN. It's brand new. You probably have not heard it. The only reason I saw it was because it was on YouTube. But it's about all these couples and their bullshit. And one of the people I remembered <laughs> him bullshit. from some music shit. And I was like, huh. He was on a TV show way back in the day. But that was it. Ulta Beauty believes that beauty is limitless. Ulta Beauty also celebrates the possibilities in each person and the notion that everyone has the potential to be whatever and whoever they want to be. That is why Ulta Beauty offers every guest the total beauty experience. You can discover a world of beautiful possibilities with over 20,000 of the best products across makeup, fragrance, 
hair care, and skin care, all the things you need. Choose from over 500 of your favorite brands, like everything that you can think of that's great, NYX, uh, MAC, so many different brands, NARS, um, and you can explore even more possibilities with hair, skin, and brow services to meet your needs and lifestyle, all with Ulta Beauty's experts that are there to help you look and feel your best, and they do have excellent customer service. Ulta Beauty, I have ordered um, a couple different items from them because I have been trying to take better care of my skin. Presentation is everything, and really your skin is all you got. What else are you going to do without your skin? Exactly, the more you know. So since I've recognized and made a concentrated and concerned effort to do so, I've taken advantage of Ulta Beauty. We got the code, we got the key, so if we're giving them to you, you know we need to be using them ourselves, right? Right. Well, I had an issue where, you know, everything doesn't always work well with you, so sometimes you have to return things. Uh, Ulta Beauty had excellent customer service, seamless, painless, and for that alone, um, I I take my hat off to them for having... uh, a reverence because that's how good the customer service was you can tell that they really respect and have a reverence for the customer service experience what it once was amongst a lot of different places and what it should be so shout out to Ulta Beauty and their customer service and their products um, and just them in general and whether you're ready to run the town rock your look or tell your story Ulta Beauty is here to help you show it to the world. Because Ulta Beauty knows that you're not here to get beautiful. You're here because you already are. Mm. You can visit ULTA.com to learn more and to find a store near you. And stay tuned for a special Ulta Beauty message at the end of today's show. Okay, listen up, guys. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation gives you the tools you need to live a happier, healthier, and more mindful life. Just five minutes of calm can change your whole day. Interested in trying? For a limited time, the Friend Zone listeners can get 25% off a Calm Premium subscription at calm.com slash friendzone. It includes unlimited access to all of Calm's amazing content and premium programs like Calm Music, Sleep, Meditation, and Sleep Stories designed to soothe your mind into dreamland. Get started today at calm.com slash friendzone. That's calm.com slash friendzone. So now we can move on to listens lately Yay. and talk about all of the things that you have been listening to lately. I am so excited about Normani's. How do you even call it? Because it's like a two-track. I don't know what you call it when people drop that. Right? It's, it, a music pack. A music pack. Because mm-hmm. when Childish Gambino dropped his thing, he called it like a summer, a summer pack. pack. And I was like, oh, okay. And this is a pack she has with Calvin Harris. Now, it's two tracks. It's called One is called Checklist featuring Wizkid. Oh, my yes. God. Yes. And then one is called Slow Down. Checklist is incredible. I think as a first single... That was perfect. Mm. I mean, shocked me. Because I remember being really excited that Sierra was working with Techno because Techno is like one of my favorite Afrobeat artists. And I'm going to be honest, I was like, it was almost too much of a fusion of like American music. Mm. And I wasn't crazy about how they executed it. But this, to me, was flawless. And it sounded amazing. It's exactly what I think if you are an artist... Trying to step into the Afrobeat lane, I think this is a great way to go about it. It just sounds so good. I was telling the guys, I kind of wish she had worked with an Afrobeat producer. 
because it's Calvin Harris just like, you know, replicating the Afrobeat sounds. I get it. He's big. This is a good look for her and for Wizkid. But it really would have been dope if she had teamed up with like a Techno or a Malik Berry. Mm. And then Wizkid, you know, and just made it a family affair. But the track is incredible. I think if she gets the video right, and it's just like, because she's a dancing ass yeah. woman. So I think if she, she will get the video right. Yes. I have faith. As long as it's dance heavy and it um, integrates a lot of the steps that I be seeing on Instagram when those people be killing it. So if she gets the video right, I really feel like this can change the trajectory of her career. Because I haven't been this excited about a new artist for a single in a long time. And I think she killed it. Um, yeah, so I was excited about that. Like, who else? I know Cardi B dropped Money. Money, new single with beautiful artwork. Yeah. Let Yo, me add. that artwork. Shout out to Laurel DeWitt, who's the one that does all of her like chain work, like the clothing, mm-hmm. the hats. She's an incredible artist. Um, that cover is gorgeous. And the pictures, the rest of the pictures from the shoot. Cardi just, ain't playing. Right? It looks super good. You were going to say something? Oh, Can you say you something? <laughs> <laughs> Can I say something? Um, I... When I was in DR, I got put on to this song called Prendi, and it says, um, it's by Lirico, Lirico en la Casa, and it features El Mayor Clásico. Mm. And y'all, it is so, let me see, because the internet isn't really in my favor today, and it's not pulling up. Of course, it's going to be wonky <laughs> right now. Right? I don't know what's going on with, with the Wi-Fi in this room. Republicans. But... <laughs> But definitely look for his Caprendi, and it is such a tight song. I actually played it in my IG stories, and everybody was going ham, like, yo, what song is that? So I ended up putting the, a screenshot of the Spotify like cover art so that people could find it. Such a dope track. Um, who else? So many people dropped. They did. Really, though. Right? Um Oh my God! So Ty Dolla Sign, Ty you Dolla, Dolla Sign, <laughs> and Mariah Carey. Oh my God! Have a song called "The Distance," and it's really good. How random! It I is thought it was really be good. A remix called "You Get the Fuck Out." <laughs> <laughs> I had the song on repeat. I was okay. really, really happy because y'all know I'm a lamb. Yes. And so I, I haven't <laughs> felt super oh, connected to a, to the, the most recent drops, but this one I was like, oh my god, totally connected. It felt so, like such a good song. It felt like Oh Mariah. Yes. Um. Oh, and then okay, A Marie. Yes, Amy I have a chance to listen. I have. I see it's two. She dropped two projects yep. after four a.m. and four a.m. on Holland, and I like it. I think. I don't know. I'm still. We'll never get another all I have. I know. Maybe never. that's we'll what it is. We'll never get another I all I have. I had to let go of what I want, expected it to be. I was very happy. Yeah. I, I, was, I was happy. I'm I was happy. To figure out, there was some songs that stood out. Man, but my Wi-Fi isn't pulling up. But I want to remix know. to Curious with Miguel. I can hear Miguel on Curious. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, Dustin loved it. <laughs> <laughs> But I love Amory. Yeah. I'm loyal. I'm like, if I love you, I love you. And I'm going to support it. And I think she was trying a different sound. Yeah. Um, I did love the artwork. I thought it was fun and fresh. She looks great. Yes. Um, And then lastly, Summer Walker. Oh, my God. Yes, I was going to talk about her. 
Yeah, the last day of summer. Is it an LP ATL or EP? I think, I think it's, it's an LP. Is it? It's an LPN. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was watching um, State of the Culture. Yes. Shout out to Joe Budden. And they were discussing whether Summer Walker can be considered neo-soul. And I was like, I don't... Mm. I wouldn't put her in neo-soul. Not yet, but I, th- I could see her doing that. But I don't see that as her genre because she has that that avocado accent to me. <laughs> She's know, like a hood. You know what's so interesting about her? She has the bananas and avocados, but then she's talking about hood shit. It's like mm-hmm. such a fascinating mix, which is why I like her. Because it's like you wouldn't expect that from that indie accent, like the shit that she's singing about um, and how she looks and all that. I think it's super dope, which makes her kind of stand out because she's just not like anybody else. But I would not put that with Neo Soul because I think Neo Soul was an era of music. You know, I think of like Groove Theory, yeah. Erica Badu, Bilal, uh, D'Angelo, yeah, music, music Soul, soul Child. Child. You know what I mean? Like that was Neo Soul, an era, not so much like a sound. No, it's if an, that it was makes a sense. time. Yeah, that, I was trying to be nice mm-hmm. but who right now is neo soul nobody's making neo soul that's what i'm saying like no, i don't yeah, think anybody don't think now a... is it's not a thing she anymore could be, like because like you said it's a movement so i think she could be like if it was a wave and people started to make it more of a thing because i feel like the avocados thing is a thing now like you know yeah SZA... i think it needs if if people want it because i think labels can be a little bit limiting but if people are looking to name it there has to just be a new name mm-hmm. right maybe it could be avocados i don't know <laughs> Like the avocado <laughs> genre. But I would put like they have SZA. an emoji. <laughs> that would be so millennial. Like yeah. a genre of music that's an emoji. Like every time we do a review of the songs, when you share the song to Twitter, you add the avocado emoji so people know what time it is. <laughs> but like the Jesse Reyes, mm-hmm. Summer Walker, SZA, maybe even Daniel Caesar. Mm-hmm. Is it Khalid? I never know how to say his name. I never properly. know how to say it. Khalid Khalid. Khalid. Y'all know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Right. He dropped a project too that I really like. Um I would lump them all in the same category, but I just don't know what that category is called. <laughs> Maybe that'll be our homework or the yeah. or the culture's homework. What is that new genre called? Cause it's not Neo Soul. I think Neo Soul happened. Young Neo. Neo Neo <laughs> Neo Lineal. Only because I think about like Bryson Tiller and then like that sound he was doing, and now even Tory Lane's always coming out with these sounds. Like, not that they are Neo Soul or anything close to it, but I think of like what young people, what they would look at it as. Because, you know, when we had like when music and that shit hit, like it was a whole, like you said, it was a vibe away. You felt was... that shit. But I feel like you feel it when these people come out in these spurts, but it hasn't been given a proper name because. I feel like it all came under fire first before it was like actually pinpointed on what it was. So people either became apprehensive or all the sounds kind of started to marry together a little bit too much. So that's why it's kind of hard to even think of Summer as Neo Soul when her ass is talking about tats on my face and shit like that. But <laughs> she's singing this shit all so like, like, it's like, um, what are you talking about, girl? But she's going to be a Terminal mean, 5. Mm. I, I see hate it. that Terminal. 
You don't. <laughs> Who's she flying? No, I'm just. Fine. Ain't Can that JetBlue? Imagine blue? <laughs> if they had stages at the airport and, and you no. could catch oh concerts through oh TSA. That'd be kind of fly. Yeah, after your ass make it through TSA, <laughs> shit. You know how long them lines would be if there was concerts at the airport? I know, but Ooh. maybe if it was only open to the people in the airport already. Like you right. have to have a flight and that'll mm-hmm. be your ticket. I, I have clear. Can I do now you have stage? to take the flight Future too. You can't just buy no plane ticket. Oh right. To go. <laughs> well, the rich people will be doing that. Um, but yeah, she has a, a concert, or rather, I think she's opening for six. I was calling them six lakh mm-hmm. for black. Oh, word. shout out to black. Yeah, and they have the New York stop as a Terminal Five. It's like November fifteenth, I think. I was considering it, but I was like, I can't do standing room. I'm too old. Like my back. I just remember when we saw um, yeah. um, Napalm. Highly, um, yes, and. I was dead. Maddie McFerrin. That was a good right, show. Maddie McFerrin. But yes, that's standing up doobie a lot. I was, I mean, I like couldn't doobie even feel that. Oh, damn. And Tierra Whack. At Hammerstein, Hammerstein Ballroom. I know Tierra Marie's made some oh. mistakes. Hammerstein and then the She's 15th. She's not whack. Hammerstein, <laughs> Hammerstein on the 14th and Terminal 5 on the 15th. Right. That's the one that I saw. And I yeah. was like, eh, I don't know. But I, I might push through. People, I tweeted that and people were telling me that there's like, some benches in the VIP section of Terminal 5. They were like, if you get there early enough, you can kind of, like, push through up there and, and get a seat in the bench. And wear some Vapor Max. <laughs> One thing is you probably can't even go to the bathroom or nothing because, mm. you know, they're going to push you out. You just got to pee in the corner. <laughs> like pee on the seat. But I don't know. I'm I got a man, it. but I ain't no manners. <laughs> 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 on that note, who are your listeners lately? Tiana Taylor, no, but I have revisited that album. Yes, um, just I because some of them songs are just too good, too like good. "Gonna Love Me" and "Oh, You're Gonna Love Me." All that stuff. All those songs are great. Um, I have also currently been listening. I've currently been listening to um, "Little Baby and Gunna." Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Drip Too out. Hard. Um, also, shout out to Trina and Blue Magic. Um, her new EP with all these great songs that feature Cash Style, feature Boosie, who also was just farting on Instagram the other day. Wait, my brother's what? My brother sent me a clip of Boosie? Lil Boosie. He was on, like, Instagram Live answering <laughs> fan questions and being rude, saying that he was in the name of keeping it real. And then he was like, oh, damn, I got to fart. Hold on, y'all. Look at this. And he took the phone on Instagram Live and put it down underneath his butt. He Come had on, on some man. red. He had on red basketball shorts and farted on and the farted phone. on the phone. Picked Ew. the phone back up and went right on answering. And he still questions. put that phone next to his face too. He's a filthy bomb. That's disgusting. But the song's what great. What did he want them to see? I uh, he it was more it was an audible, vis, audio visual attack almost. <laughs> It's like, Boosie, you look like a fart. So I know your fart stink. I bet you that fart smelled like... Never mind. Let's just... Okay. Oh anyway, the song is great. But what I really love on this EP, um, again, is Chandelier with Cash Dial and then the Fuck You Think featuring the Brat. The Brat went in. And I know the Brat and Trina have been friends for like years and years and years. It's like one of her oldest friends. So to see them both just rapping on this track, killing it, and it's actually hot. So check that out. Aww. Yeah. That's it? All right. Mm -hmm. Well, I have been listening to, uh, because we were in Philly, um, obviously a lot of Uzi. (laughs) Um, Uzi has a song called New Paddock that I've been listening to a lot of. 
And he also has been on this track called 420 in London featuring Pressa. I like it. I love that song, too. And I, all I could think about was when I finally got my 420 while I was in London. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> I did get to play through the Cardi B money song a couple of times. I am fucking with it. Uh, everything that Cardi does is gold to me pretty much right now, which is exciting because she actually is putting out really cool music. She's not putting out anything like half-ass or whack or stupid. So I'm fucking with that. Um, like I said, I, I was also listening to Summer Walker's Last Day of Summer. Um, I've been playing a lot of Smart Water and Karma, but um, I still vibe to the ones that have been out, the Girls Need Love and CPR, which is the one that they she had just put out a video for not too long ago. Um, speaking of videos, Travis Scott dropped the Sickle Mode video, which was really fucking dope. Oh, um, yes, it was. So go check that out if Drake you have it. Drake is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Drake's in it. Cool. Um, also in video in, in watching world because I just watch a lot of music videos that I think are super dope. Oh, um, outside of a music video, Toby Lou dropped a song called Orange. Um, you should check it out. And I watched that on Colors, which is a YouTube channel. That is... <laughs> <laughs> this song is called Orange, and he watched it on Colors. <laughs> and it's funny because the song... It's really down about this. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Took his ass Not right the clap, the though. Game. Right, okay. <laughs> um, so the show's called Colors. I think it's based out of Berlin or Germany. And they always have artists, like, perform songs. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, it's and they have the cool room. color in the background. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So it was really cute. I actually remember being like, why did I think of that? Right, when you said it for the first time, right? Because it's so Fucking simple genius. and so dope, right? Ugh. But, um, yeah, I was watching Colors, and they had Toby Lou on there performing his new song, Orange, which was really cool that it was Orange for the color show. But the song, Orange, is just really fucking dope. So I, I fuck with everything that Toby Lou's been putting out. Uh, he's on the road right now, so if you have the chance, like look him up and go see him. And I've also just to dial back to video world, um, Billie Eilish, Billie Eilish. We've talked about her a couple different times. Oh yeah. Um, she dropped a video a couple of weeks ago called Hostage, which looks really really dope. I was at a bar and I saw her dancing or something, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And somebody was like, "Oh, that's a music video." And then they looked it, looked it, looked it up for me, and it was called Hostage. So I went back and watched it. Super super dope. You should all go check it out. Um, there are tons of songs that I have not listened to yet, but I just want to talk about. Um, Shy Glizzy dropped a project called Fully Loaded. Love it. I've listened to most of it. I'm in love with most of it. I've been waiting for Shy Glizzy ever since I heard him on that um, uh, Gold Link song. And speaking of Gold Link, he had also had Brent Fiaz on that song. And Brent Fiaz just dropped a project called oh, yeah, Lost, which is an EP. And there are six songs on it, which I have not been able to listen to as of yet. Um, also, uh, like we said earlier, Khalid, 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 he dropped a project too. It's called Sun City, and I have not it's been really able to good. listen to it yet. But uh, yeah, seven tracks. You said it's really good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, which songs do you, should I listen to? I see one of them is an interlude. So honestly, I wouldn't even pick. I think yeah. it's a pretty awesome, cohesive project. That American you... Teen was a really good like whole project with all the tracks. Yeah, on like it, so. I just let it play, so I can't even really sit and tell you like which song is which because yeah. I didn't even look. I just kind of let it rock, nice. and I liked it a lot. Um, I haven't had the chance to check it out yet either. But Marsha Ambrosius dropped a, a project called Nyla, um, oh, NYLA. Shoot. I've been told by several people I need to go listen to it, so I still need to listen to that. Also, Future and Juice World dropped their joint project yep. called Future and Juice World Present World on Drugs. Um, you know, I'm everything Atlanta, so I always got to talk about Atlanta shit. Summer Walker from Atlanta, but Future's the song Atlanta with too. Nikki. Um, yeah, Transformers really, she really dope. She snapped on that shit like old. Oh, you talking about dear old Nikki? 
<laughs> she snapped. And had they released that shit when they were doing that Future and Nicki tour and with a video, I think it would have like really invigorated the ticket sales because that's a great great song Nikki is rapping like nobody's business that makes me sound so old but she is (laughs) she's rapping like nobody's business for real like yes it's a great song so go check out those projects um the very last thing I want to mention because we were in Philly um I made a a music playlist for the pop-up shop and I was looking up Philly artists um Philly artists kept coming up a lot in the BET ciphers so I went back and I checked out those artists to put music on the playlist Brie Steves, Brie Steves. Oh, Excuse with the me. long locks. Yeah, she yeah. had a song called Jealousy um, that came out, I guess, back in March, April, May, somewhere in there. But I had just heard it for the first time when I was checking her out after BET. And I put it on my playlist. I think everybody should check it out. But she just dropped a new song, but Jealousy is the one I just checked out. So listen to this. So yeah, that's the song that I heard that I like. Sing, she, T-Boz. She's been working. <laughs> she's been working for a long time. Yeah, I yeah. I just saw her on that cipher and I was like, damn, I need to go listen. But uh, yeah, I noticed her first off of her look. Mm-hmm. She's really, really beautiful. And she yeah. has these long locks, and she was like super popular on Tumblr. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. cute girls like that always get their pictures just like yeah. completely re. What is it? Reblogged? I can't yep. remember what Tumblr called it, but reblogged. So that's how I discovered it. Because remember, my, when I was blogging on Tumblr, I used to look for girls with natural hair with so looks. that I can kind of like mm-hmm. amplify them. Yeah. And she was always on Tumblr, always on my feed. And then I'm like, who is this girl? Finally, like, realized she was an artist, not just a cute girl on she Tumblr. She was really, really dope on the cypher. And She's the, super dope. And the song that she put out recently is called, um, oh, I just had it and I just lost it that fast. The song that she put out recently is called Late Night. And it's mm. kind of like more of like a little bit alternative grungy-ish, which I think is super, super dope that she does that too. Um, that was my last listen lately, but also on the BT Cypher, want to shout out to my homegirl Chica who killed it. Oh, um, Chica. Yeah, you know they were putting out clips of the Cypher and they were only putting on like one or two names. So, you know, they left her name off. I don't really know why. Uh-uh. I also don't really like how they put just females. Like, I like that they did a women's Cypher, but like if there would have been like a mixed Cypher too to go with it, it would have looked even better. But mm. small side note for me that nobody really gives a fuck about, right? Right. No, I mean, um, it's important. I mean, note. big note to be noted, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Um, so that's it here for the Music Man segment. Now we can move on over to TV land. Dustin Ross, please take it away. All right. So I'm sick of Tierra Marie. Yes. Wow. Um, yes. Let's start there. Tierra Marie has really let me down. Um, as somebody who's from Michigan, I'm just completely let down. I and didn't know she was from Yenneka. She's from Detroit. Um, and this week she had a confrontation with the wife of her rumored boyfriend who she accused of, you know, conducting, I guess, revenge porn against her by releasing that sex tape, which, you know, I mean, nobody even cares. But moving on from that, his wife came to an event and literally, like, just completely dog-walked Tierra, like, in front of everybody there and was like, no, you will be done. Are we clear? And Tierra was like, we're clear. We clear? Okay, then. Like, just completely, like, sunned her. And but I don't understand. No, me either. So, <laughs> Like, his wife is mad at her? Yes. Yeah. 
and okay, his girlfriend is mad sense. at her too. <laughs> and they mad at each other. Yeah. So it's just I all a mess. I guess I had to be there. Yep. yep. I'm glad you weren't. <laughs> um, I'm glad you weren't either. Tierra Marie has just completely blown an opportunity to be something within this reality TV like Stratosphere. And it's the saddest thing to watch because she's got so much talent. She can really sing and she's got cool songs that nobody even cares about because she's too busy on TV looking like a damn fool. She's got good songs? Mm-hmm. Where are you hearing them? On her old like mixtapes, YouTube now, mm. maybe a SoundCloud, you know, because it's old shit. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. she was dropping No, them. it's old shit. She had a Christmas mixtape. I know, right? But she had a mixtape theme to like Christmas, but the songs were these shit. Tierra Marie got some songs. Tierra Marie do have some songs. I'm not even, I, I ain't even gonna hold you. She got some songs. First project, I ain't even gonna hold I, you. I, I ain't, because Phone Booth used to give me my feelings, and I don't even know why looking back at it, because she was crying i'm crying on the phone i'm in the phone booth and i was sitting there used to knowing well i was never crying in nobody's phone booth we don't even have phone booths a no concept more. a concept a time oh what a time to have been alive i'm telling you the mixtape is good she's got a um a mixtape called the night before christmas it came out in two in 2010 on christmas eve see i told you it was is it, if i go on spotify is there um, right now it's on that I'm looking at it on that piff oh right shit he said oh, that I love piff. that piff yeah That's... I'm looking at it on that piff <laughs> right now holy shit yeah but she just has some good stuff anyway so watching her um, act a fool on this show again it's just been disheartening and watching her allow that lady to run over her like that with no sort of backbone it made me feel I don't know when I see people get caged in like that and just not respond to the aggression I always feel really bad for them and I feel like the other person is wrong but in this case even though I love Tierra Marie I didn't feel like that because she's done so much stuff in she the past she didn't even realize how iconic this photo is to me with her in this fucking swoop <laughs> I have seen this photo for years, rocking for Tierra. So, like, you know, there's that. Um, Brooke Valentine is completely mishandling her opportunity as well. She's going out of her way to do things that are, um, I guess, sensational on the show, but she's coming off as just a person who is ridiculous. I don't care about her music, and I'm over her being pretty. What, What are you doing here? You know, besides keeping shit going. I'm just over-loving hip-hop Hollywood right now. But that being said, this is the best season of loving hip-hop Hollywood (laughs) that we've had since probably, like, season two. And that's just real talk. Every week has been something else. And even though it's mess, it's tolerable and entertaining mess. So I'm actually, like, really impressed with Mona and them's, you know, project this season with Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. So that being said, though, there's certain things on the show that I'm sick of, including, like, Tierra Marie. Moving on from that, ABC's Million Little Things on a scripted level oh, has been amazing. I'm behind, I think, mm-hmm. from maybe this week's episode. Or Did last you watch week. episode three? Give me like a hint of what happened. The secret's out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm good. Yeah. That. So, like, <laughs> for those of you that watch the show, you know that two of the cast members, I'm not even going to go into too much detail because I want people to watch this and Just I don't feel like everybody has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But two of the characters were involved in an affair. Um, and there was an event that happened that affected all of the people on the show that they are trying to determine if it was connected to the, if the affair and the event were connected. And now that Ooh. the affair has come out and been public knowledge, I've just been blown away by everybody's response including the people involved in the affair Mm -hmm. he's a terrible person like (laughs) 
He just literally does not give a fuck. And he's one of those super narcissistic people who just don't even really realize. They understand that they want to go after a certain outcome. And they don't even realize how selfish they are. And, and the consequences and, Oh, my that. God. It's a great show. And All I want to know more about that, that secretary. I want to know more about, um, what's his name? Romani? Yes. Romani? Romney Malcolm? Romney? Oh, my God. Romani, His character. like Normani. Right, I think I'm mixing it with Normani. <laughs> well, he can dance. <laughs> so, you know. His character, like, what is his secret? Like, and you why, can tell it's brewing, and there's something there. I'm like, ooh. Why is he determined to keep sneaking around to talk to this girl as his therapist? I think that's why I'm like, what is the deal? Once that comes out, you know it's going to be a curtain. It's going to be a wrap, because look how... Um, the friend who I said, damn shame, I can't think of his name right now. But the friend whose birthday it was, who is dating the therapist, the therapist girl. Yeah. Look how he reacted to what their other friend did in that affair. When it comes out that, uh, and how it kind of rocked his trust a little bit. So when it comes out that his other friend's been sneaking around with his girl, he ain't going to care why. He's just going to know that this is more sneakiness and more betrayal, and it's just not going to be good. I see it good coming. Good point. I didn't even see that. So A Million Little Things has been really, really good. I'm sick of Married to Medicine. Married to Medicine <laughs> is draining the fuck out of me, and I love these people. Simone and Toya have decided that they are determined to get on my nerves. Hey, I've you know never... What? Mm-hmm. What? You Go ahead, keep on. I've never had no, a bad... No, no, people on oh. um, SoundCloud <laughs> had some comments for you. Good. I've never had... Um, yeah, we can do a little call and response real quick to those comments. But I've never had a bad season with Dr. Simone until now. She's always had her antics, but she's really getting on my nerves this season. And I hate Mariah. Some, Tiffany Nicole on SoundCloud said, I think Quad is justified in being closed off. When you're greeted with catty remarks because you've moved away from the circle, it doesn't make it any easier to open up. They need to stop being assholes. I agree. There was literally like a ton of comments. I'm Good. just like trying to look for them, but a lot of people agreeing with you, disagreeing with you. I don't know who these characters are. <laughs> like so. who? Who don't you know? <laughs> well, obviously they I listen mean, I don't to know the show. Anyone. They just got Not- something to say. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find, like, one more comment. But keep going. Yeah, so, you know, I'm just tired of that. I love the fact that Dr. Heavenly and Dr. Jackie are determined to show their love and support to Quad. Quad's mama needs to, to piss or get off the pot when it comes to filming scenes to be on the show. Like, girl, open up your mouth and talk. The aunt's obviously the more talkative one out the two, or either the mama just don't want to look stupid. But either way, you got to open up if you're going to put up. <laughs> You have to. You just have to. Quad obviously has, like, some sort of condo. I know she's much happier there. And I like Quad. I always have. She was on Instagram Live over the weekend at homecoming in Tennessee. You should have seen her hugging the people she went to school with and dancing. She felt so good and free. I like Quad. I do. And I I like her ascension into doing other shit. I like the fact that she got this job on Sister Circle. I like Quad. And I don't care. And I hate Mariah. And the reason I like Quad and hate Mariah is because season one, when everybody on the show was against Mariah, Quad had her back like a motherfucker all the way at the reunion, everything. And then when they came back, because Quad became the fan favorite, Mariah couldn't handle it. And they had a falling out. And it's never been right since. But Mm -hmm. Quad was in Mariah's corner for real. And so for Mariah to betray her like that, she's just always been a piece of trash. So that's that. 
And we had, a, we had a correction. Okay. From last week's episode, we were talking about 90 Day Fiance. Remember we laughed when Michael, <laughs> the one from Nigeria, told his white girlfriend that he couldn't put a picture of her because it was illegal? Mm-hmm. Olachi said, just want to put it out there. I'm Nigerian, and in the bigger cities, it is actually suspicious when guys have photos of white or foreign people on their phone. They sometimes even go through phones at routine at routine police stops and will question you more than usual if you have anything that may make you look like a scammer. Oh, damn. And we actually had a... Looking couple- like I still do fraud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was holding that one for you. Why do you sound like him? Um, Z shit. But it just... <laughs> and there were actually a couple of people from Nigeria who jumped into the SoundCloud comments and were like, I know it's funny to y'all, but it's actually... That's real like life. Michael may Damn. actually have a point. Okay, so we can, can still laugh. <laughs> right? But at least he wasn't lying. Yeah. You know? right. Shout out to sake. Michael. But Look, that's funny. You I was can't have pictures that... of white people in your phone. It's funny. <laughs> but, and, that, and that's exactly why they showed that on there. Because to us, they know that we would have been like, oh, no, nah, we ain't buying that the way that we use our technology. But over there, that makes sense. Like, and that's why that. I thought it was fascinating. This Oh, and it was Talani AV. She said, nah, the, having a white woman on your phone thing is real. It can get you in trouble because they're trying to crack down on scammers. Look, that's how she be here. <laughs> right. Nigga, what you got a white woman how you know she ain't the scammer, bitch? Oh my god! You know what I'm saying? How you gonna accuse me? You at the checkpoint? They're like, you've been sending out those Facebook emails. We told you we don't do that. Like, but I thought that cultural insight was valuable. Yeah, and I appreciate it. Yeah, too. thank you. I thought that was dope. I think that's the coolest part of having a show that's global. Mm-hmm. They can be like, uh, correction. Like, and guess what, y'all? For real, you know. I love that. So that thank was cool. you, y'all. Thank you. So that's it. Now we jump into the black business of the week. What you got for us, Asante? I didn't know the other words. I just always know she would, like, make that noise. I just wanted to do Debbie Harry real quick. Okay. All right. So don't forget to email us when you have been visiting a business that you just want to highlight or something that you've just been using for a very long time or a business that you own and you feel like, hey, I've been putting in the work, so I just need me a little highlighting, okay? So if you want a little highlighting. though, because some of that shit. You said what? We didn't got some shit. <laughs> for real, for real. Y'all be I mean, playing with us. Like sending us shit just to see what we going to say type shit. Because some of the submissions, I'll be like, no. It is not a business for you to be making freeze pops. Oh my you know God, what I'm saying? Not? Kool-Aid cups and shit like that. <laughs> like, go on somewhere and reserve it for the people who've been working hard and, you know, doing websites and shit and all that and have their things in a certain, you know, in a product. Yes. I just have seen some shit and I've been like, you know, damn well. Yes. I'm well, selling you know. a glass of water. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> well, you know, all businesses must start somewhere. So it's always important to se- to select and support our young businesses as well. So I want to give a shout out to a 22 year old black woman from Dallas, Texas. Um, she wrote in and <laughs> she just started her business, and it is Solux Cosmetics. Now with Solux Cosmetics, there's a kit that you order, and it comes with a, it comes in a gold pouch with your choice of one of our liquid highlights, loose powder highlights, and a brush for easy application. It's safe to use all over the body, and there's colors that are perfect for every skin tone. So if you're looking for something cosmetic and makeup, and you want to buy from someone black because you know they're going to know your tones and stuff, this is something really cool to support. You know, I Not think- Spice. <laughs> oh, God. Don't buy none of the Spice makeup. How? 
did we make it all the way past Spice? Because you talking about they going to know your tone, they black Spice? Her tone is um, flesh tone. <laughs> <laughs> Spice is eggshell. Did you see the video? Yeah. That's a good message. Uh, it is. <laughs> it is. So and much. the song was kind of good, actually. <laughs> it's an incredible song. Yeah. She talented, but I'm like, Spice Girl. <laughs> You but it worked real because twice. it got people talking about her, and the song went to number one. Yeah, boom, spice. <laughs> so they also have a matte liquid. They have matte liquid lipsticks and the their garlic powder vegan. now. <laughs> oh my god! The products are vegan and non-toxic. <laughs> and the young woman recently did a segment on Good Morning Texas showing off the kit and how to use it. Hey. Not only is this her business, but it's a brand that she created for us black women specifically. Even though there's some beauty brands created specifically for black women, they need more. She appreciate I appreciate you all for shedding light on this awesome black entrepreneurs out here, creating more spaces, products, and services. So if you're interested in purchasing any Solux cosmetics, go to Solux. That's S-O-L-U-X-E cosmetics.com there's also an instagram instagram.com slash solux cosmetics that's s-o-l-u-x-e cosmetics.com or instagram.com slash solux cosmetics and that is the black business of the week please continue to send us in your submissions don't be shy send us places that you like to go to restaurants that you enjoy don't uh be afraid to send us stores that you go to where you know niggas own it and uh you just want to highlight them just don't be afraid That's and the thank message. you guys for being so awesome because mm-hmm. the zen in the jar highlight that we did last week yeah you guys have wiped her out like two or three times at this point and she keeps putting out like 200 plus bottles each time and it's like sold out sold out sold out sold out she sent us a message and was like oh my god like i'm forever grateful i love that you guys are just that trusting of us and most importantly y'all are the shit yes (laughs) i think it's amazing that you can like form like Voltron and change the trajectory of someone's small business. Even the DJ, Corn Breeze, mm-hmm. that I had posted, oh. he messaged me because we're probably going to hang Book when I go to L.A. Yeah, he was like, yo, we got to hang. Like, either you come to one of my events. I was like, whatever, let's figure it out. But he told me, he was like, it's weird that, like, I don't know you at all. Like, never met. And he said, I've changed his life just by shouting him out. He's like, you have no idea the opportunities, even just the kind words. People emailing him, leaving nice things under his comments. You know, the internet's rough. So anyone that can come to you out of, like, a swarm of kindness, he said it just felt so nice. And I'm like, that's not even me, dude. That's just the energy of the show. Somebody must be in them DMs. (laughs) Business and pleasure. I feel good about myself and I'm working. Thank you, friend. That's wonderful, friend. But that's just, I just had to pay homage to the listeners because y'all really are the ones that make the biggest impact. Homage, Epps. (laughs) (laughs) I got to pay homage, Epps. Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here? Yes, you can catch us. This weekend, again, as part of the HBC Union with McDonald's at the Magic City Classic in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, we will not be pulling up on horses, but we will be pulling up at 1 o'clock p.m. Uh, we can't wait to see all you guys there, so we're looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And we'll be there. We can't wait to see you. Anything else, Asante? Um, yes. If you want to know what my face looks like and you care... You can check me out on this season's Grapevine, The Grapevine. Uh, You can go to YouTube or you can go to Google simply and type in Grapevine TV. 
they dropped their first two episodes of the season. Uh, the first episode is the Nike ad real. Is Nike ad was Colin Kaepernick's Nike ad real activism, and the second was the Bill Cosby guilty verdict, and that's the panel that I was on. And if you watch really closely, you can actually see Dustin in the background laughing. Are you serious? Yes, and which is so funny because you because it is hilarious to watch back when it all so happened. You? Are you serious? I'm not kidding you. I wasn't even in. I, I, was... I know, I know, I know, but it's like the shots. The way so first of all, but the way they the quality it. looks so good <laughs> that it's so cool when you see people in the background. And it kind of makes me think of like. TMZ yeah. when it's like other people in the room uh, <laughs> so you can like literally see you in the background like dying cracking up <laughs> I gotta watch but you yeah. gotta look close enough so yes please check out Grapevine <laughs> TV um, and I will be on some more episodes in the future as well that's it for me what about you friend church announcements um, just a reminder that I will be the guest at Last Name Basis Live which is Cheska Lee and her husband Patrick's podcast November 14th at 7pm at yes. the BRIC house in Brooklyn, you can buy tick. Well, it's free tickets, so you can grab tickets at bricartsmedia.org. And I cannot wait to see you. Of yes. course, it's gonna be a family affair. The guys are gonna be there, right? Damn right. All of our friends will be there. So hope to see you in the crowd. And that is it for us. As always, we love you so much, and we will see you guys next time. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. And fuck Zora on Greenleaf. Don't think I forgot. We just didn't talk about it. But she 18 now, so fuck Zora. All right, y'all. <laughs> so did you guys know that Alta is actually America's biggest beauty retailer? It has over 20,000 of the best products across makeup, fragrance, hair care, skin care, and more. Have you ever gone inside of one? Yes. It's like a really super big market. It has tons <sighs> of things. It's amazing. It's a wonderland yep. of beauty. I actually have gone in there to buy Machine Moisture products. Because um, sometimes the Shane Moisture brand, and they have so many different yeah. lines within. You can only find like different things at specific retailers. Exactly. So, so you, you know, might Ulta go to one store little, right. and you catch only certain lines of it. You go to another store, you catch another. But Ulta has all of it. You know another thing that's clutch? When you get the travel size colognes. Oh. So they man. so they have the Isimiyaki. They have that one. They've got all sorts of those little fragrances. So you can just quickly go in there and grab one. And it's a big store. So you go in there for one thing, and then you get travel size skincare stuff. You like, get your manic panic hair dye. The manic panic. Cause sometimes oh, I, that's where you get it? Yes. Oh, Ulta, sick. See? I didn't know that. Right yeah. there. They got everything in there. It's like a one-stop shop. Do they Listen. have other colors to choose from? Tons of colors. They even have some special edition colors, I think, because it's Ulta. Oh. Like, there are certain like, stores you can get here that have it but Ulta has like their own selection I think of course they do because why they're Ulta Beauty and the possibilities are beautiful That's so each right. and every color you've chosen to put in your hair by Manic Panic purchased at Ulta okay. has been beautiful in your hair and that's coming from me to Speaking you. Speaking of beautiful, that commercial is so cute with Alicia Cara. you beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> They also have Clarisonics. Mm. Have you ever used one? Of course. Clean my face, baby. You use one? Yes, I've used one. Not for that, but I've used one. It's oh, a point. So, wait, yeah. wait. <laughs> I've always wanted one of those. And you know what? We coming up on the holidays, so if you're doing Secret Santa, you might stop in the one and give me one. I'm just saying. That would be a really cute gift. Actually. Right? The funny thing is my skin's super sensitive, so I thought Clarisonic would be a little bit harsh just because the brush, you know, I was like, yeah, it might be a little too much. But I started using it mm-hmm. with my cleanser, mm-hmm. 
Mm. And that combination is unstoppable. You need that. You know, you can even use it for your sneakers if you so be inclined. Wow. Oh, so I think goodness. it's a clear sonic is a great thing. And see, a person like me, listen, <laughs> I know if I need help, okay? <laughs> and I like the total package. Like, I want everything from, like, what's under where my hair was, which is my scalp since I'm bald. So hair care products still apply. You know what I mean? My skin. I want to have a Clarisonic so I can get a little brush massage every now and then on my face too, friend. And you know what else? Brow services for those that need them, they are available. No shame, no judgment. They're there for you to use them, you know. Oh, I didn't know they do your brows. Yeah, That's brow services. Yeah. You know what? And before we get too far off, because y'all said Clarisonic, it made me think about Clarence, the skincare. Mm. So dope they, ass brand. Super dope. And, you know, people be asking me about my pores sometimes. Well, Ulta, they got the pore control serum from Clarence. And I was looking at that, and I was like. That's your secret it's one of It's one of it's one of menti. All right? okay. You don't have pores. I mean, you do, but they're not <laughs> right. visible. Right, right, right. I've right. always been comfortable using Clarence products anyway because the name is so close to the word Clarence. <laughs> and that's always made me comfortable. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they also have Carol's Daughter. Oh, yes. Which is super dope. It is. It's very dope. I so. love that they have the whole natural hair aisle because you know I'm forever loyal to that section of the store. <laughs> and you know, look, and I told you it's a one-stop shop, so if you have any little chapstick, they got the Burst Bees in there. You know, there's always... That's my jam, the honey one. There's always a flavor or a scent of Burst Bees that you have not had. Honey, peppermint, mango, pomegranate. Pomegranate. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. All of that. Supple, supple, supple. So, yes, ultabeauty.com. I'm telling you, it is literally one-stop shopping for everything you need. And y'all need some help. Okay. And Ulta sees the beauty in all of y'all. And even me. <laughs> okay, so log on to the website, Ulta.com. You can find us using the store locator, the nearest location. Like we said, there are tons of locations. And you can get tons of hair products, skincare products, Whatever your hearts desire, check it out. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.